who was sent out here to do a story? To do a story about what? Uh, as you can see, there's construction underway here. Uh, they dug out a little bit. There's water has accumulated. Traffic's backed up. In a city the size of Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you, what in the fuck are we doing here? I really... No, I really want to... i got some bad ideas in my head. I just... Cookies need love, like everything does. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the... Um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> It's not a new theory. The philosopher Descartes believed it was the third eye. It's not a theory. It's a fact. Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I mean, look, we can all get into sort of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves or having a pity party about the past or what's happened. It's just not worth it because it affects the present and it affects the future. You can't sort of play into that sort of stuff. Welcome to Pop Culture Purgatory. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. Decent is back. Decent is back. <laughs> and Chris John Martins. Chris John Martins. And on this episode, we're talking about the second uh, Weezer album, Pinkerton, uh, from 1996. Um, this is interesting. So they decided, I did not realize this, and it kind of it makes a lot of, well, kind of. It makes a lot of sense the way this album sounds, Oh, they yeah. decided to leave Geffen and self-produce this album. And yeah. it's and it makes sense because it's a very raw, almost sounds like they're in a garage in a way. Uh raw album. And I uh, I appreciate that very much. They cut a lot of flack for it. Um they a did. lot of people when it first came out called it sloppy sounding and it's busy, it's noisy. Which it is, but that's part of the appeal to me at times. It might yeah. too. Uh, and what's funny is people didn't realize that till like fucking Rolling Stone, for example, calling it the top three worst albums of fucking whenever <laughs> it came out. What? 96? To then turning around and calling it one of the best albums of all time, which is just right. That's fucking crazy. Whatever. Fuck, fuck them. They're yeah. assholes anyways, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, either way. That, but this was something that was like, oh, we need something to a certain standard. We need something to, like, the Geffen standard of, of what recording quality is to... This is what real garage music fucking sounds like. Eat it up, boys. And people the same couldn't guys stand saying, it. They're the same guys loving Black Flag and, like, fucking the Misfits. Like, the early stage where they're actually recording in a fucking studio with one microphone. Like, oh, yeah. this is a great fucking album. Like, yeah, well, for me, I'm like, it is a great album, but, like, it sounds like shit, but it's kind of like this. <laughs> it's a great, you know, but I like that. I like the 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 aspects of that. Like I like the rawness of it. But like oh, yeah. these fuckers going back, like yeah, the Ramones. This Ramones album is fantastic, yeah, but it sounds like shit. Like like for real, guys. Like I get it, but like it sounds like garbage. But you yeah, know, you know, come on. I, I feel and, like you, and, you and, can and just Rivers, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. You can just hear the different quality styles and different songs. Usually an album has an overall sound, and this one is just all over the place for each track, which I think adds to kind of the themes in the album, his whole disillusion Agreed. with being a rock star and everything. And, mm -hmm. and but, you know, and, you know, the guy went through a lot of shit before all this happened. Like, apparently he was born with one leg uh, shorter than the other. So after they took a break, after they took a break after touring, 
uh, for the you know the breakout success of, success of their first album. He had surgery to get that fixed in '95, and you know followed by all the crazy fucking you know physiotherapy sessions you have to go through, and so it right. affected his songwriting. And you know there's times in the hospital you know, he's unable to walk uh, without the use of a cane or under the influence of painkillers. So it's definitely going to shine through in your work, and you can hear <laughs> oh, just yeah. kind of. Just not not only the brutal honesty at time, but also just like the kind of like, hope, oh, bro, you may want to keep these thoughts to yourself at times. You know, like, <laughs> this is the drugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Mike, that's so true, dude. Like, there's so many but moments it's still in good. this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely good, but there's so many moments in this album. It's just like, oh yeah, dude, you should have internalized yeah. that. But he even describes yeah. it like that. He hates this album. This is like when you have a really drunk rant with a close friend kind of thing, and the next day you're like, oh, I exposed too much. Like this is pretty yeah, much how he yeah, feels yeah. about it. I think yeah. he even describes it like that word for word. <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, it, it's interesting too because, like, uh, for me, um, this this is like almost for me. This is coming from me. This is like almost better than the Blue Album because of all the raw, like, mm -hmm. like, I, like literally, he's like all my true thoughts or the lyrics, and here you can listen to them. And also, if you buy the CD, you can read all of them, too, because it's in the pamphlet. Cool. And it's like, you start reading, you're like, oh, dude, I would have never said some shit like this. But, like, yeah. I, I get why he doesn't <laughs> like it, but I think it's, for me at least, that's a part of why I love this album so much, because, like, it is extremely raw on all levels. And it's great, in my opinion. So, you know, you really get this. And I hate that Rivers came out eventually and was like, yeah, it's a, it's it's terrible. I'm embarrassed by it. It's like, come on, dude. Just own up. I own can't just And to me, yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, if I had wrote something like this fucking raw and like out there, like some of like I could understand why I would have misgivings, you know, with let alone listening to it years down the road or let alone playing it fucking live, you know? Oh, like, man. I, I understand that. I really do. But at the same time, I still think it's a great album, you know? And but I do feel like his most like, except for maybe a couple tracks on Maladruid, these are like the most like bleedingly open, oh, openly yeah. honest lyrics that you know he's ever written. Yeah, because like, I, mean, I think Mel I think got some pretty raw shit on that too. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I think this shit. is this is the album that I think defines Weezer because oh, yeah. uh, previous out well, I mean the first album they came out with they had backing insane backing like we're talking about. Geffen yeah, was yeah. behind them. They they had everything they wanted at their disposal, and they're going to make a nice packaged little album that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna with, they're with gonna basics there like help you know producing that sound. And... Of course, yeah, and and they're going to come out with great pop rock songs. Well, this is the best part. My <laughs> and this is fucked up to say, but in a personal opinion, best part of bands is once they've got like that first little introduction thing out the way and then they're coping with like all this new shit happening their sophomoric <laughs> albums make or break a band and it's I think, paramount yeah all the time every single time and yeah their sophomore fucking album to me was even though it came out to bad fucking uh criticism at the start i think it's spectacular dude i honestly think it's my favorite weezer album out of all yeah, of them. i'm pretty sure it's i feel like it's probably mine too it's it's definitely my second because Maladruid is like just perfect to me and that's oh, yeah. that's well, the yeah. only reason but that's not to take anything away because this was like I said this is the most raw Weezer, Weezer album by fucking far man like mm -hmm. and even Geffen himself I was reading in the trivia um because one of the main a or uh, PR guys of Geffen Records at the time was like we're worried like we love this album you know, but we're worried it's going to kind of marginalize them and maybe send them off as like only a one hit wonder, meaning the first album. But Ooh. Geffen himself came out and said that he loved the record and he could see that it was definitely going to it, it wasn't going to be the end of their career, so to speak. You know what I mean? But it did do very fucking poorly. 
Yeah, until it, it took all until 2016 to go platinum. What is that? Blows my mind. Blows my mind. What the fuck, dude? 20 years later, or sorry, uh, yeah, it's 20 years later it goes yeah, fucking yeah, platinum. Yeah, man. And you know, diamonds are rough sometimes. That happens, but damn, like I. I'm with you know I'm with both of you. I never would have thought this album would have taken that long to be considered, yeah. you know, such a great success monetarily, you know, through sales and shit. And do you think he even felt validation the moment it went platinum, or was he still like kind of? I shit think he still it? hates the album. Uh, yeah, just you know, and I haven't read any recent interviews of him talking about it. It's kind of all older ones I could find, but yeah, I I just think it's too you know it's you know it's like ripping off those horrible band aids, you know, like it's just uh, yeah. You know, it's it's like why Mars Volta will never play Area Tarka again, you know, and Maynard will never do prison sex, you know, like right. it's just I there's hate that shit. Pinkerton's just not gonna do a whole or sorry, Weezer's not gonna do a whole fucking album of Pinkerton. Right. <laughs> well, I, I hope that I hope that actually comes to fruition. I hope that I hope we our doubts sort of like weigh out. Like I hope that doesn't I hope they actually do it. They do like a coheed like album every for a tour, like a Pinkerton tour. Oh, that'd be, awesome, yeah. be great. Got that, Fifteen studio albums. That's insane. Yeah, and wow. then like Three of them are great. <laughs> so it's like, it's. I'd argue forward best. Yeah, but you're right. You're fucking right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. You know, because like, I, I talk about this. Me, me Mike, and uh, not me, Mike, Mike, you were not there, obviously. Uh, me, Tron, and, and Joe were talking about this uh, in the last episode um, that it's it's weird. Like, we keep uh, hoping and, and like sort of being a cheerleader for Weezer, even though, because we have these three, three and a half for me at least, uh, great albums from Weezer. Um, and man, like I, I, I don't even have enough like uh, excited energy to actually go to a Weezer show. I'm like, nah, nah. nah I, I, I'll pass. Um, and, and you, you buy the albums where you'll like do a, a a real you'll do a quick like um a, a free listen like on iTunes. A or some shit. Here's yeah. a new here's a new album. Okay, I hate, I got thirty seconds. And within that within that fifteen seconds. It's like a movie. It's like, it's like that 30-minute 30, 30 rule. Like, okay, if this thing can't catch me in 30 minutes, I'm not fucking it. I'm not getting into it. I'm going to turn it off. It, that's, a, that's a rule from somebody. I don't know where it is. But but it's like the same thing. It's like 20 seconds. Like, I know where I want to be in at this point with Weezer. And if, they put an album out, like, like this year, I'm pretty sure. It's like earlier this year. And, man. Yeah, that was pretty I recent. Could yeah. not get into that mode. It's like the Food Fighters or some shit. It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's like. People still love it for some reason, but it's like, listen, the guys just they don't go back to where they used to be. That that shapes and colors album that Foo Fighters did, I almost think it's like a like a fluke. Like that album, yeah. like it's a fun album, and it, it, it's got some great music in it. But it's like, man, like everything they've done afterwards has been. Garbage that, my- that's the first album, right? Yeah, the first album. Yeah, because yeah. that's the labor of love that he have been working on those songs for years and years and years. Right. And sometimes right. you just. You know, you get one good album. And, like, they, there are some other Foo Fighters songs I like, but, yeah, man, like, overall, fuck no, I'm not a big fan. Right, right. <laughs> I love Dave Grohl, though. I fucking love I, Dave Grohl. I love oh, Dave Grohl. magic, dude. Yeah, even though Dave, that Dave Grohl documentary about their the uh, the recording place or the place uh, it's like a recording documentary where there's a certain place where oh, they, they went to different drop. studios and like a Sound City a or some shit. Man, Something a, like that. I, I enjoyed kind of parts of it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, the Joe Walsh episode was fucking hilarious. Well, Joe Walsh is always Joe Walsh is is like 
in a, a spirit. He's like, he's like the, the spirit of a uh, of future, a future past, or like from fucking like Christmas Carol. He's so happy and fucking excited all the time. He's, he's, he's like the rock and roll living ghost, right? right. <laughs> yeah, but that's when he came up with that whole analog man thing, dude. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, dude right? I love analog. So, I mean, but like, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. But like, it's just, like he watched that like that four hour documentary of the Eagles, and Joe Walsh is like the funnest person. You, you want Joe Walsh, the, them to go back to Joe Walsh. He's so much fucking fun. Like, man, right. we we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, man. But man, we had a good fucking time, man. We had came with that solo like the night before, and it was it was a blast, man. It was a blast. And I'm like, I love Joe Walsh. He's so fun. Oh yeah, and I love that whole documentary. And it was also fun seeing just how big pretentious douchebags Glenn Frey and fucking Don, oh, yeah. and Don oh. Henley are. I love their music Suck talent. Like, Jesus Christ. They're, yeah. So I've heard. I haven't a seen the documentary, but I've heard great so many times. It really is. Yeah. Oh, Tron, you ever seen it before? No, I haven't seen the documentary, oh but I've God. heard so many times about fucking, specifically Don Henley being a shit person, but yeah. Right, right. right. Well, I, I, this is pretty cheap. I think you can get it. Is that um, like half price book for like 10 bucks? I think you can buy it by us on Amazon pretty cheap. It's four hmm. hours. It's awesome. It's like, oh, it's yeah, like, the, the one I bought, it, it comes with like two live um, recordings from yeah. like 77. It's really badass. That's, that's the one I have too. It's awesome. It's, it did a fucking uh, country road song, like behind the seat, like. But right before they go out, it's, it's a great, it's awesome. That sounds badass, dude. Yeah, the dude's favorite song. <laughs> the dude's favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> I hate the Eagles, man. You get your own fucking taxi. You get your own fucking taxi, then. You know, I, I fucking love Eagles. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm just having a real bad fucking day, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your fucking stupid name, jerk off. And I like yeah. you, jerk off. I don't like you. Jerk. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coffee cup to the head. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Great and great scenes of all time. Um, so, uh, so the so Pinkerton comes from what is it? Uh, a, a character from Madame Butterfly. Um, yes. I didn't realize that Ripper Como was also um, uh, he he attended um, what, what's the college here? Harvard. Uh, Harvard. 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 Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize he did. I, I guarantee that's a dad move. He pushed his ass to go there and he fucking hated it. Um, but um, Wait, he, what? No, he, he applied to go to Harvard after becoming famous. Really? Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. like, oh. I was watching an interview about it. He's just like, over the fucking rock star lifestyle, which a lot of this album is about. And he's just like, I just want to read books and study for a while. I'm kind of over this shit. And that kind of like pushed him to go make the move. And Harvard, of course, like open arms to a fucking celebrity is always is just like, come on in. Well, it was yeah. right after he had his leg surgery that he, he he submitted to to be you know admitted to this Harvard class and he was accepted and that's why Pinkerton's recorded like over a vast period of like a year and a half or something like that it's just a few songs at a time like they'd go during his like you know spring break winter break and then summer break and shit like that to record. Oh, wow! I didn't realize that. Okay, that's but weird. yeah, it was a lot of his rivers is a. He's like a river, man. I don't – this dreams or – I don't know which dream he's going down. I, I don't understand, I understand this guy. But, yeah, <laughs> well, he doesn't anyway. understand himself a lot, dude. Well, I mean, shit. Actually, since his brother – Well, since his brother's name is Leaves, I think it would be more, like, suitable for him to be called Leaves because Leaves can fly all the fucking place for you to do the fucking lawn. So I would make that make more sense to me. But, I mean, yeah. Okay. Hey, great rivers. Great job, I, I guess. I mean, you went back. I mean, to dude, it. I, I, I see no problem with someone using their fucking millions to go to Harvard to get a Harvard educated degree. I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> dude, I Just want me. one of those honorable. Did he go, did he go the whole you time? Don't have though? To do did he quit? Work. Yes, he got his fucking yeah. He got his full degree. What was it? What was the degree in? You know? Uh, I have to look for it, but ah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's probably something stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the it's way, music. The way, it's oh. music related. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Never mind. Never mind. 
Which um, Harvard's not really a music school, but yeah, that I mean, that's worth. Yeah, Tom Morello went back to get his political science degree there. I think that makes a lot yeah. of fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I always thought he was a Harvard graduate from the start, wasn't he? No, he went back. Uh, well, post it was like in the mid of Rage Against the Machine success. Ah, that he went back. It was like around gotcha. like like Evil Empire, like Metal Los Angeles. I I don't know specifically, okay. but I know it was mid out somewhere. <laughs> right. Kind of like Rivers going back after they only did one album, and then he went to school. But a lot of shit happened. There's a lot of shit to talk about in this album that I'm really interested to get into. All right, let's get into it. Let's go to the let's go to the first song here. What's the the first song is Tired, Tired of, of Sex. sex. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, it's like let's get fucking weird. Let's go. episode um but it was really like uh it's a defining thing of what uh well i think i can only i can only really define it with uh with blue and and this one but this like really uh weezer type of like it's not a it's not a solo but it's more like um it sounds almost like um an accordion but it's a guitar but like the way they it's almost Mm. it almost sounds like digital at the same time too but you don't just play to get through guitar this it's like a synthesizer yeah. uh, guitar feature, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, it, it really defines this album because um, things aren't really placed like you would usually uh, kind of figure out that uh, bands would play certain sounds because the, the bands, the, the, the music is kind of like I said before, I'll probably say it several times in this episode, but like it's raw, it's really raw, mm-hmm. but like things seem to be off time and I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's weird, like, and I know Rivers is doing it, but like this weird, like, uh, accordion sort of like digital, you know, sound. It's you know, uh, pl- especially plays through this song too, and I love it. It's really yeah, cool. it's great. I, like, I, I love that it's sound like too. A recorder sound, yeah. It's it, it, yeah, it like a recorder sound. 
electric like a shitty kazoo. flute. <laughs> yeah, <or a> shitty <laughs> I, I even made a note later. I forget what song it is. It's like, oh, this reminds me of the shitty Titanic opening music. Like, like the weird. <laughs> 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 we'll get I don't like that. I don't like the song. Well, they play it with the kazoo. That's so fucking good, dude. It's so, so funny because Jeremy, you said shitty flute, and DC, you said kazoo at the same time, which is the definition of a shitty flute. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> it, comes, it comes in your plastic, like your garbage plastic case, and you kind of peel the top off and pull that shitty flute out. And yeah. there's a recorder. It's no ocarina, but uh, hey. It's got unfinished plastic on it. Yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. Garbage fucking <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, it looks like, 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 like uh, Mexican candy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you go to the gas station and pick up like uh, some Lucas or some shit. And yeah. Wrapper stuck to it. Yeah, right, right. But uh, this song's awesome, man. I love this song. Like, I, I, I was, I was on a date with Joanna just recently, like, like last, uh, not this, this past week, but the week before. We're, we're out like shopping and going to half price books and shit and antique balls, and we listen to blue, we listen to blue albums when we're doing it that night with Tron. And um, I, I went and right into Pinkerton, and she's like, I know I've heard this this album, but I can never remember it. I'm like, you know, I'm not really that surprised because I don't think most people really remember this album very yeah, fond, for but sure. I definitely do because I found it at a half price books back like I don't know 15 16 years ago and um but um I remember realizing and loving how different everything sounded and you can also you can also like uh, uh I love this thing that Weezer does this album is depressing weird uh hilarious uh, it's hilarious it's also like uh very uh, sexual it's very yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the word I'm looking for. It's very very sexual, but also like, uh, like uh, desperate and yeah. creepy. Oh, and dude, several songs towards the end. Oh my god, this is song we're getting to where he's like talking to a girl from Japan. It's really creepy, but that's all, based on a real thing too. And I believe we'll get, it. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, licking the envelope and spit. It's <laughs> fucking weird, but yeah. like, um, I it's it's what I love about this album, but like the, the open it with a song called "Tired of Sex." <laughs> and dude, it was written before the release of the Blue album. That oh, yeah, fucking yeah. that's, that's what blows my mind. <laughs> and about his is it already before he got popular, he had meaningless sex with with so many groupies like Rivers did. Goddamn, <laughs> with that fucking haircut back in the day, holy. Oh, shit. the night. Well, I think that's yeah. what he went through, right? He went through like being this fucking short dorky guy. To now, all of a sudden, just getting pussy thrown at him, attention. yeah, nonstop, dude. And so he's just, yeah, being rock star guy. I guess you go along with the flow, and then that's because he went into celibacy pretty shortly after, didn't he? I, I do. To be honest with you, I don't know about that. To be honest, I know. So that... he's he's super upfront about like a lot of details about his sexuality. Oh yeah, like how many women he banged on tour, like how long he's been celibate, how like every little detail he like gives away in interviews here and there. And then you just see like somebody who did all the work to gather all this information, put it together. And you're just like, Jesus, it's like dude, the dial it back. finally start getting banged. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's <laughs> exactly what record this is. every facet of it. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. Like witness me. <laughs> like it can happen. You know, it, when, when I, I, to be honest, it'd been so long since I heard this song. I, at first, obviously it's all about him just, you know, having problems with, um, you know, the, the fame and banging all these groupies. But I also had another interpretation where he's like, I'm beat. I'm beat red. Like I had a feeling I was like, maybe he's imagining doing all of this and it's not really happening. That's why he can't make love happen. <laughs> lost in his fucking crazy brain the whole time. <laughs> but as the lyrics play out, that's clearly not the case. Yeah. I, I could totally see that. 
Yeah, there's so much in this song that to me just is just when I first heard this sad. musically, it's it's sad in a way, but it's also like just becoming disconnected and trying to find love and separating that from sex completely. Uh, and I think that's a big thing he says too about how he used to hold. Oh, and the loneliness. Yeah. Oh, you loneliness. Still go home and you're still alone. You know, even says that right. in the lyrics. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's just like, yeah, this is just a fucking. It's like an act of sex is nothing compared to love, and still is is. I mean, this whole album just shows how much this guy wears his fucking heart on the sleeve, dude. And yeah. it is. I agree with that. Oh, man. Like, just, I feel like any whiff of love he gets, he just follows desperately to the end. Yeah. I, and I don't really know. I do know that we all, well, I think we all know that he had a troubled childhood. And I'm not sure how the parents sort of reacted to each other. But um, I think that has got to be, that's got to be something tied to it as well. Oh, 100%. Sure, you know, and like some people are just more fucking socially awkward, you know. It's just oh sure yeah. things, unfortunately. Right. For me, for me, you know, before even the COVID thing happened, I, I I was not really a person. Even though I you know I have friends and I talk and you know I uh, talk to them and everything like that. But like for me, it was never a big problem because I didn't really give a fuck about going out in general. So sure, you know, it, but it affects people in certain ways, and people like really want to get back to the. You know the party life, or out, you know, going outside and having fucking, you know, drinks and shit and partying outside. It was never really my thing, but you know, the the, the fact that these guys we talked about in the, in the first uh, episode, Tron, that like you know these guys didn't really have much at all before. They had the, no. the, the these these um this demo basically they sent to Geffen, and Geffen just took a chance on these guys, and they did a fucking album. They had no idea what being a true fucking band was about until they got that, that they got album. swept. And it was they huge. Got- yeah, they got swept with fame almost immediately. Yeah, so you know it's, it's weird because like you know we talked about it last album, and it's got to be a knockout punch. Like, good guy, it does oh yeah. for sure, dude. And basically, yeah. they're like we talked about last time. Well, and then we'll talk about you know for all three of these uh, albums we talk about these guys are just they're just dudes. Like they're <laughs> not like you know um, anybody. It's not like your your regular you know quote unquote rock stars. These guys are just, they look just like average guys. And they, for the most part, these guys are average guys. Just regular dudes that want to make music. And all of a sudden, this Boom Blue album goes fucking crazy, crazy. And um, yeah, I, I don't know how I would deal with that. Either. I mean, for my, for, the first thing I wouldn't think about was college. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did. He did. But like, I, like, the thing would be this completely insane. It seems like a move to separate himself from this kind of lifestyle for. Oh, and should... apply some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Some sense of normalcy for sure. Because just like getting thrown in that whirlwind of fucking, that's what kills people, dude. I mean, how many artists have we lost to that? It's insane. There's a quote he says, it's like, you know, every, you know, fan, fan, or here it is. Fans ask me all the time what it's like to be a rock star. I can tell that they are dreaming as I dreamed when I was a kid of someday ruling the world with a fucking rock band. I tell them the same thing I would tell any young rock star to be. You will get lonely. You'll meet 200 people every night, but each conversation will generally last approximately 30 seconds and consist of you trying to convince them that, no, you do not want their underwear. (laughs) 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 Then you will be alone again in your motel room or you'll be on the bus in your little space trying to kill the nine hours it takes to get to the next city, whatever city that is. This is the life of a rock star. So, yeah, that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Uh, Tenacious D said it best. The road is fucking hard, my man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. What a but weird yeah, question. How, how is it to be a rock star? I just I, I never liked the word rock star, but I know it's a thing. But I just it's just such a strange. Like how is it to be like if I met a guy like if I met like uh you know 
fucking you know anybody who I I, I love quite a, like Zach Dana Rocha or some shit. Just some just using it as a general. Like yeah, I know he he should have me pretty quick, but um, <laughs> yeah, just don't like, ask him that question. Just <laughs> like uh, you know, this this a this a guy who I really adore as a as a music fan. You know, I would never ask him. The first thing I would ever ask him would be like, "How is it to be a rock star?" It'd just be like it would be like. Well, Dude, I love your shit. You're great. You're fantastic. And you put me, you got me through a lot of rough stuff. It's like weird calling somebody, hey, how does it to be a rock star? Bro? Okay, well, well, the ones that <laughs> ones that do identify as a rock star are the biggest garbage, like a Gene Simmons of the world. Yeah. And they're you the worst, shittiest people you could ever meet in yeah, your Papa fucking. Roach. <laughs> <laughs> what a pile of shit. You know what I'm saying? Self-identified. <laughs> right. Self-identified. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminator coming through, self-identified fucking rock superstar. Shoot him in the fucking head. You're done. But it's so it's just so strange to me. Like I just I can never understand. Like it's almost asking like I just I just feel like you have so many better questions to ask uh, other than that because you know that's not the first thing that comes to my head. Like I've listened to Mjurker or I listened to like Fiona Apple or some shit. The first thing I've ever, ever met them would be like, um, I I think you got I think you are the biggest rock star in the world. I love it. It would be like how your do you music got to me that? through a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> I don't know. like I mean, oh cool you, man, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. Thanks, hey, appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's like I don't know. Uh, that's how Chino reacted when we fanboyed him. I can't well, tell me. About this. <laughs> there was a dude. There was a dude that uh, we we played a show. Me, Mike. Uh, no, not me, Mike. Uh, me, Martin, and Ricky played a show once, and a dude came up to us and said, "Man, you guys are great." You guys sound like Deftones. I was like, no, no fucking way do we sound like the fucking Deftones. But I was like, man, it, it, was, it was all playing through my head. And I was like, thank you. Like, well, how do you like, how do you get to that? Like, you're not here. I'm in the fucking band. I Take your call no and shove it up your ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would feel. You know, yeah. like, come on, Deftones, that's like an idle band. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's a great compliment still. But it's like. Fuck off! I don't. I don't believe you. Thank you. I don't believe no. you. <laughs> oh, man. And the way I, I would take to. it is like I want to. the way I would take it too is like you're, you're jacking the style. Is how I would hear that, dude. Sure, I would sure, not want to sure. hear that. But either way, tired of sex. I think sonically sounds fucking amazing. I love the end of it. The halftime drums to that weird oh, too. keyboard guitar <laughs> fucking It's almost like a like a breakdown almost. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Like 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 Weezer figured out breakdowns <laughs> you know, like in their own way. It follows that and there's a couple exactly. other ones. Yeah, there's really a couple other ones later on good. that. Well, yeah. yeah, but that like they do weird key changes. Like what the yeah. fuck? Okay, that's cool. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and, and it, to be honest, it leads into a tired of sex leads into get you. Which when I first read the title, I, it'd oh, been so man. long since I heard this song. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Then I read the lyrics, like, oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> This is beginning to hurt This is beginning to be serious It used to be a game Now it's the cry of shame You don't wanna play around no more Sometimes I push too hard Sometimes you fall and scream your knee I never meant to do all that I've done to you Please, baby, say it's not too late 
this song is like uh like a serial killer or like a <laughs> creepy yeah. fucking it's a creepy song man it's, it's about a guy who can't let go man like and and like you know he sounds abusive <laughs> as fuck and that he finally kind of gets a taste of his own medicine in the lyrics right yeah mm-hmm. but i love how it always ends like like uh sometimes i push too hard sometimes you fall and skin your knee i never meant to do all that i've done to you please baby say it's not too late and then it goes right into to get you uh-huh, <laughs> to get you, uh-huh. like it's like holy shit Whoa, well, i love that to buddy. me like it shows the kind of um that point of view where it's like man like i've been there like you you think you can get this chick you've been trying so hard and it's just it's not gonna fucking work in any way shape or form but you're just oblivious to that fact you know right, what i mean right. so yeah, right. he's saying all the shit that it cuts the course oh i'm gonna get you like nah oh. dude <laughs> <laughs> not really and like you i love I'm like, some kind of freak oh yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i feel I like it. it's kind of and you know, lyric, or Rivers even says, you know, to like a letter to the fan club in '97. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of dark lyrics in there. I hope these lyrics don't upset anyone, but I just wanted to get in touch with my darker side. It's like, bro, that sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he achieved that 100%, dude. And yeah, I think there was another interview too where they said, I can't remember the exact quote, but he describes the album of just like a series of lows for him and hopefully nobody focuses too much on the singular lows ah. as much as it's like a linear like progression of just like this era of his life kind of thing instead of just focusing too much on one but boy if you have your lyrics printed out it's really fucking hard mm. not to it's almost like having like imagine going back on a diary from being fucking 14 or 15 years old yeah. and not just yeah. that but it being published and everybody in the world <laughs> And as embarrassing as that, like, as embarrassing as the shit on it is, like, you have to, like, 20 years later still acknowledge it as, like, a thing. Dude, that's got to be so fucking gnarly. Yeah, no shit. Ugh. But, yeah, this is part great of it. Song, though. Yeah, great song, Yeah, again. Great song. Well, well great. that's that's what I'm saying. I feel like the thing that, that got to me about it was, you know, like, I even wrote this down. The reason why I said it feels like he gets to taste his own medicine at the end, he's like, what I did to them, you've done to me. You know, like, it's kind of recognizing that I've done the exact same shit that I'm bitching about you for in the same song. (laughs) And I like that. I respect that. Yeah, he's self-aware. Very, very aware of what he's doing, for sure. But he still just can't control his emotion in that moment. No, 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 no. I, I, and I agree with that as well. That's what makes, I mean, again, I, I think between oh three, God. yeah, between the three of us, I think that's why we love it so much because, yeah, can, yeah. you cannot help but say the truth. It's you guys raw. said it best at the start of the episode. Raw is the right fucking word for it because it <laughs> Dude, is seriously. a raw album. Unfiltered. <laughs> nobody Everything was there to be it. like, yeah, nobody was there to be like, hey, bro, maybe that's not what you should sing here. Hey, uh, no, they're just like, okay. Like they, I think even said, they self produced. Uh, yeah. I think Matt Sharp, who I, this was his last album. His last, album. Yeah, his last album. Yeah. He, I think he was a big proponent of wanting to do goofier stuff like they did in the first album. They want to do like, uh, you know, like surf wax American days, and shit like that. Surf wax, happy days, kind of stuff like that. Like be yeah. gimmicky and fun and stuff like that. So they were kind of apprehensive when, you know, seeing Rivers going through this kind of shit, and eventually they just kind of fell into, like, ah, fuck, we're going to have to get serious. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, to make so much money off that first album, it's like, okay, well, maybe this guy's got something to him, and let's do it. I, 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 and I, I'm i glad they went through it and did it with him, but, like... You I, have I, to I, trust I, him. Yeah, I get that, though. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, you know, because uh, you know, I started off as a lyricist as, as a, uh, when we first started our band back in the day. 
uh, as goofy shit, really goofy stuff. Like it meant nothing. And then like, I remember my dad hearing it for the first time and he's like, I can't relate to any of it. And I was like, why? And he was like, he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, and he'd like, he tell me the lyrics. And I tell him the lyrics. He's like, I don't get it. He's like, I'm more, I, I relate more to like, um, like getting up in the morning and fucking like work. I have to go to work and work sucks. And I fucking it's hate going to work. And I hate paying bills, you know, shit like that. And I'm like, okay. And I started going to work and I was like, yeah, I, I hate this too. So like I started writing more shit like that. And he was sort of like, okay, I get that. Working, work, waking up at fucking, you know, 8 a.m. going to work and it's fucking, it sucks and all that shit. But like, it's just a growth process, right? But I mean, almost, there's even some, there's some deep stuff in that blue album that we, me, Chris and, and, uh, and Joe talked about too, that they're on there. They're like, they're like sparse, but like, yeah, there, there are, but I feel, I feel like Weezer made a big name for themselves off of, I mean, I'm a, there's like Buddy a big, Holly and shit like yeah, that. Th- yeah, there's a big, oh, yeah. there's a big bunch of people that don't really, I mean, fucking, you know, Outcast said it. Y'all don't hear me. You just want to dance. Like, if you want to hear the fucking <laughs> lyrics, you don't really give a shit about the lyrics. There's a huge, vast amount of people that just want to hear a good tune right, and sure, don't give right, a fuck sure. about the lyrics. Right. And and that's, that's, why I talk, that's why I, that's why I talked about the last episode to my, my, when my dad told me, like, hey, listen, like, actually, you listen to lyrics. They can, they can mean something. Like, you know, they, they mean something. And, like, he starts jumping into lyrics, like, oh, shit, this is a lot. This is a, there's several levels to this. This is not just the music. Nobody has to just write some bullshit. It's not like fucking corn writing fucking like uh, one, two, book of my shoe, what? You know, shit like that. <laughs> like really, you know, give me some really interesting stuff there. And, um, you know, that, that's a great part of your life. If your parents actually care to actually bring you to the, like, sort of pull you to the side and say, dude, it's not just about the solos and the fucking double bass. There's some great lyrics in here. And, like, check them out. It's well, like, if, you know, if you know both, that's where you find the magic, dude. Then you appeal, right, to, right. You appeal to somebody who wants just a, something to listen to and people that are looking for a meaning in music. Sure. Yes, sir. I, I agree. agree. I agree. And this this one, I think, is uh, – it kind of blends between the two. There's a lot of great sound in it, and there's the lyrics are – I mean, I mean, of course, we keep saying this. Some of them are cringe, but fuck, man. There's, you're so tapping great, into though. this dude's soul in this moment of time that he's in. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah, I cannot agree more, man. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you, but like, just because they cringe doesn't mean that um, they don't. It doesn't make them terrible. I mean, they really like they're the reason I cringe is that they're so open, and it's hard yeah. for me to be that open on a recording, which I've done in the past, and I cringe about it now. <laughs> you know, so it's weird. Yeah, no, it's 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 because it's relatable. That's what makes it cringe. It is. It's like fuck, you exposing that part of yourself that. You know, a lot of people just keep inside, but holy fuck, you're just laying it all out there, dude. Right. <laughs> he does it for 10 fucking songs. <laughs> 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 and on that, do you guys have anything more on Get You? Uh, no, no. One of, one of my favorite songs is uh, No One, uh, No Other. Oh, same.
yeah, no other one, dude. Holy fuck. It starts it off right off the bat with my girl's a liar, but I'll stand beside I'll her. I'll stand beside her, but she's yeah. all I've got, oh, and I don't want to be alone. It's yeah, so that's like, the oh, whole thing. Fuck. It's okay. sad. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I know she doesn't fucking love me. I know we shouldn't be together, <laughs> but I'd rather I'd rather be in this shitty relationship than not be, in be alone at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know she's a, a fucking. She's on drugs. She's an addict, and she's what I've got. But well, like, also I think that maybe she's like maybe like uh, you can use it. You can you can see it through that way, and you can also see it like um, uh, sort of like a uh, uh, what's the word like like sort of like when she takes you out to see her friends. You know, so she's like she's gonna be embarrassed by you too. Like you know, like when she's yeah, that's what he says. My girl don't see me when she's with my friends. with like, my Ooh. friends, right? Yeah, yeah like, I'm embarrassed. You know, it's like Seinfeld or some shit when they move when they she's when, embarrassed. When, oh, Seinfeld's guys own friends and they go over the other side of the city and these guys don't own friends over there or some shit. <laughs> they all, they're all similar, but like yeah, it's 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 very relatable immediately. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this this is probably, and all of us can relate to this specifically, and I I definitely could have an era in my life that was like extremely codependent. On relationships in my youth, sure. I was just like jumping from relationship to relationship and just being like, this is what I have and this is all I have right now. Mm-hmm. And nobody else knows me like this person. So you stick in a fucking toxic relationship for longer than you should just yeah. because it's all you have. <laughs> and, and it's comfortable. Like it's, it's even, even yeah. though you know you're not happy, it's still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, yeah. just comfortability. Yeah. Though, I, though I would, now I never could with one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that line. I did. I wrote line. that down. Yeah. yeah, so fucking great at the end, man. Like <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Though I would, now I never could have won. It's great. Yeah, I won't have any other one. Though I could, now I could. Yeah, <laughs> right. God, God damn, man! Like I've been there. Like I, I feel those lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, I still love the whole the all the drugs she does scare me real good. She's got a tattoo <laughs> of two pet snakes. Like okay. <laughs> all right. Nobody (laughs) knows me like her. Nobody knows her like me. We've all we got, and we don't wanna be alone. It's arguably one of their catchiest, like lick or you know, kind of choruses Ah, on the whole album. It's so catchy. But it was never presented as that. And honestly, I I never heard this song anywhere except for going through the album myself and fucking listening to it. Right. Right. Same here. Yeah. The fact that Pink Triangle is a hit. Blows my mind. <laughs> we'll talk about it, but yeah, oh, yeah. we will. Yeah, but it's, it's 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 it brings me back. Like you know, um, you know, I'm honest. I've always been honest with you guys. I, I I've only had like maybe four relationships my entire life, like with a with a girl, you know, and like you know, um, you know, the majority of that was with my ex wife, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but like to, to to listen to the song. And if you've never gone through something like this, like where like where you say like to yourself, oh no, no, we'll never we'll never break up. It'll never happen. It's okay. Like we have a fight, it's cool. You know, we'll figure things out. And you kind of just keep keep and keep and keep putting things in the back burner, man. That shit just sort of like builds up and mm-hmm. you know, but you're like like Mike said, you're comfortable. Like there are there are days, like a Saturday, where you don't have the kid and you can just relax. And this is coming from me, but I think you guys, I think you guys understand this too. Like you can relax, like barbecue or whatever, and just drink beer and watch a movie and like things dissipate. You're, everything's all cool. Everything's great. Next day. You forget about the major problems. problems. Yeah. You forget about the major problems. And there's a lot of major problems, a lot of them. And yeah, yeah, they bite you in the fucking asshole real quick the next day. 
It's all the other days that you're adding straws to the camel's back, dude. Right. Exactly. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And you think there's only one. You always think there's all, only one. Because, like, you kind of grow up, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, growing up, like, I've always heard there's, just that, there's that one girl for you. And I think that's not really true. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you, ha- you you will get that one girl or one guy who you think that, that that's your one. But then you eventually kind of come out and figure out which well, one is the actual one you, 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 you actually well, – you know, you know what I mean. People guys. change and things change. So relationships mm, are great. constant work. You can find the one, and it could be great, and it could go to shit. But uh, right. at, and, but at the same time, you can work to get it back to a to a to a point. But sometimes you, you could be beating a dead fucking horse. That's right. just human nature, unfortunately. You know. But yeah. I love I love I I believe in the idea of love. I believe in that one other person for you. But I like I I don't think it's it's black and white. Is that like no I don't know. no 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 I don't I don't, I don't think relationships are work yeah. plain and simple. Yeah yeah, and that's why it's so important and why. I mean, so much of us have been jaded in, in our early days is, is like you're saying, Mike, people change over time, yeah. especially in youth. That's when you're starting to develop who the fuck you are and figure exactly. out what you are. I mean, fuck, I've changed several times. People I've dated have changed several times while I've dated. It's like something that you would expect to happen as an adult. But looking back as a kid, you expect everybody to just stay in the same fucking wavelength. Right. That you're well, locked fuck, dude, into. We're, we're all kids all the way until the day we die. <laughs> no, dude, yeah, no. It's just <laughs> to my soul. To my fucking soul, dude. That's never going to change. But uh, fi- finding later in life is just like I think has always been the way to go because people are like, I've got my shit figured out. I know what I am. I know what I want in life. And sure. and again, that can still change. Anything could fucking change at any given moment. Yeah. But but yeah, it's easier it, to match kind of personalities and, and goals. That's the biggest thing in relationships yeah. is you know, oh, right. for sure. comparable goals. Yeah. And uh, then you've got rivers just chasing dreams, dude. All the rest. <laughs> hey, dude, to, to give them fair, to, to, like I said, half of these are written after, written after leg surgery. I, I tired of sex was written before the first album, so like this guy's just going through a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> whole fucking album. And then the next one. Sorry. I am surprised though that he wrote when he wrote the this his decision to use these on the second album. <laughs> I think interested to hear why he decided to do that because, because the, they the wanted to break so away great. and do something totally different right. which i i respect i, really I agree do. i have, mm-hmm. i respect it too i just i think it's what very interesting yeah what i don't think gamble. he fucking cared i think he like if yeah. it failed he'd be like oh well oh well that <laughs> who cares i had a smash you know? album i yeah. fucking made it way bigger than i ever thought i was going to so the, who the, cares? the fact the fact they they took these lyrics and also said no thanks, Geffen, and self-produce. Wow, what an incredible change! That's yeah. a big change. That's big a leap. But like you're saying, decent on the next one, dude. Oh, why bother? Why Let's bother? get into it. Oh wow. boy, let's go. Yikes.
wrote my notes, laugh my fucking ass off as the first <laughs> fucking line. As soon as the song opened, I was like, okay, I, I'm on board. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it's 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 funny. Like it it's it once again, it kind of goes to I guess his disillusionment with being a rock star and apparently banging all these chicks. He'd rather keep whacking it than go. I'd rather another keep girl. whacking. whacking. Ah, I laughed so hard because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one I'd never heard before. Like this oh, was like okay. totally new to me. Yeah, least, if I have, it's been decades. Yeah, this oh, is just oh, driven okay. to uh, celibacy for sure kind of shit. Why bother? It's gonna, <laughs> That's like, something bother, real. It's gonna, I'd it's rather like, be whacking. Yeah, if I if I get emotionally involved with you, I'm probably gonna chase that, and it's gonna be a day. <laughs> I know it's gonna hurt. I know you're gonna break my heart. So yeah. what's the point? I'll just continue with my fucking what lubriderm and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You got a look that makes me think you're cool, but it's just sexual attraction, not something real. So I'd rather keep whacking. Ah! <laughs> 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 and but the, and don't get me wrong, like, the lyrics are so almost you know like um God what's the word? like just sophomoric and just oh, adolescent sophomore you know in terms of what he's talking about. But I do you know that it's got the end, the line at the end. I'm not trying to jump too far ahead, but like mm-hmm. he's like, won't you you know crack me o- or you know won't won't you knock me on my head, crack crack it open and let me out of here? Yeah, because it's obviously just a big you know metaphor. He's just so lost in his head, he can't fucking. All these are just insane thoughts going in his fucking crazy River Cromo's brain. <laughs> right. It's a crying shame. I'm all alone. I'm not, not, uh, not with you. Not her. Not anyone. Want you knock me on my head? Crack it open. Let me out of here. Yeah, get me out of my own fucking brain. Right. Why bother? It's gonna hurt me. It's gonna kill me when you desert me. It's great. Uh, why bother? It's gonna hurt me. It's gonna kill me when you desert me. This happened to me twice before. So catchy. It's catchy. And it's like a pop 60s record. It's a pop 60s record. Yeah. Written his fucking lyrics, but that are yeah. great at the same time. It's Did the overlay it at the end, you know? Do what? They overlay at the end to like. Oh, so apparently. All the backup vocals were sung live while they recorded around oh, a central hmm, microphone shit. that Rivers and the two backing guys, they all recorded at the same time, all the vocals. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I, I do, just, but I you just, can hear the problems, but it works so well on this album. I think, yeah, I think that, 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 that I was going to say it, and then it tributes so well to this album. It makes it even more raw. I love that. I, it's like that, yeah. uh, that, that great, uh, that Glassjaw song uh, off the, uh, my favorite clothes, Glean, Green. When they're like, um, it's like it's like almost halfway through the song, and all of a sudden becomes a live song. Like, oh uh, yeah, where it cuts. Uh, Jesus yeah. is it Jesus glue or some shit? Uh, but like, I or think like, so. yeah. But it, 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 I thought it was. Oh. I've got my handle on affliction. Yeah, no, that's so you think you're John fucking lead. Different song. My bad. Okay, my bad. Okay, sorry. I was thinking about that. There's that great. Uh, obviously, you, I I contribute bass with glass jaw. It's that fucking yeah, 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 of course. But like, is that it turns to live? Bomb, 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 back. Into the live out the live track again, or the uh, I know the that's track. on the green book, not the coloring book, but on the green one or whatever. But that was called my favorite color green. I have I've listened to it several times. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, on the right. green EP, not the coloring book EP. Like one was pink, like you know. What I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, right? yeah, yeah. Two yeah. different. I know what you mean. Yeah. But my color, my favorite color green is an album, and then you have the coloring book. But yeah, it's but an EP. One. Yeah, they're both EPs. Oh, well, I mean, I consider them albums. <laughs> but yeah, they're, right on. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, but um, 
Yeah, it, it, I love that. They're, they're raw live tracks. It's it's fantastic. I didn't know that, Mike. Man, Mike always bringing the fucking science. Love yeah, it. dude. <laughs> the true science. Oh, shit. I, read, I read too much shit, man. <laughs> no, 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 never too much. Never too much. Joy had Joy read a bunch of shit last uh, last week that uh, me and Troy had no idea about. So she no, brought a lot of That's awesome. Up to the fucking actual album, like what the color is all about, and all it was, it blew my mind. Okay, oh, no- once we get to the, sorry, go ahead, you're good, good. Once we get to the end of this album, there's some heavy shit involved with the end of this album. There's a reason why it took three years for a next Weezer album to come out. Makes sense. Oh yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's and, an I, I, green I, I, album. I did, I did read a lot on that a while back on like yeah. what ended up happening. And what you would imagine, I think, even anybody that would anticipate putting this kind of thing out, how long it would take for you to come out with something else. Because just being scorned and ostracized for this kind of, you know, this kind of well, album. After being yeah, it was, it's, um, yeah, th- there's a lot more involved, but yeah, we'll get into that shit later. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, but um, fuck, why bother? First of all, it was honestly... I loved all the songs up to this. That's my favorite one so far on the album. I really mm. fuck it. It's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think it's- to put pen to paper and write these lyrics to me is is. is I, I feel like there's still some goofy fun in the in the. Oh whole- yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, so let's move on to across the sea. got the shitty titanic recording music with the opening it's what it reminded me of i still like it though <laughs> i know me too me too yeah the the oof for it's, me it's, is it's, mostly, it's, that's that raw feel i like that's why i like it so much the oof for me but, is definitely the fucking lyrics of the song yeah it's brutal like it's apparently based on a letter that actually got from a fan in Japan, and he wrote the whole thing based on like he was afraid he'd never get to meet her. Man, that's some next level fucking simp creepy so, shit. So, <laughs> dude, yeah. so decent. You know, you know the ins and outs. Uh, probably a little more information than me. I don't know if it's this song or if it's another song, but there's a girl in Japan that's still collecting royalties off of Weezer's Ooh, one of these songs. Oh, I didn't know about that because 
he took and yeah, he said in an interview, he's like, yeah, I literally just took some of her words in the letter that I felt it was one of the letters he fell in love with. I can't remember. Uh, it makes a lot it's got to be this one. It's got to be. I, it's yeah, has yeah, to be this, be this one. one. Yeah. And he's like, I literally lifted like words out of her letter and just use it as lyrics. And now she gets royalties for it in Japan. I mean, talk about writing the best letter ever. (laughs) Shit, dude. But the the words like, why are you so so far away from me? That's definitely her words. That's not Rivers Combo. That's her words. For real. Like, you know, he he says in interviews, he was concerned that he would never be able to ever meet her. So that's a problem right there. That's a problem right there. (laughs) Don't meet her. It's okay. Like you write her, yeah. Like, you know nothing well, about this person. She's claiming to be. My 18. God, yeah. Don't. <laughs> She's claiming to be eighteen. This is the Me Too movement happening in real Dude, right. time. Dude, right? She could be fucking twelve, guys. <laughs> Dude, it's for real. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, like don't, don't, don't oh. be worried about not meeting her. Like don't meet her. It's okay. Okay, okay. Look at what she's asking in the letter. What are your hobbies? Your favorite food and your birthday. This and is a twelve-year-old writing to you. Yeah. This <laughs> is an all of his lyrics are so oh. creepy. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're absolutely right, dude. And this is this is like, this is what a child would write to to like a, a almost like a boy band level adult. Oh my god, right. like Beatles or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the song starts off. You're an 18 year old girl who lived in a small city of Japan. <laughs> I mean, like, they should have put in parentheses. Like, I hope 18 year old. You should have put in parentheses. Scroll down wherever Cuomo's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the asterisk says at the bottom. (laughs) Oh, this is not, this is not certified. Oh, dude, just FBI kicking door on the studio. Just, oh, man, this, this is. He's a messenger from 1996. Who is this? He has no idea. It's an 18-year-old girl, bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? (laughs) Why are you sniff licking an envelope? Oh, Oh, my God. Lyrics of the song, though. I love that. So <laughs> creepy, though. <laughs> yeah. so creepy. The, the creepiest it. of all, and I'll, I'll read them for you guys. You read, it's coming. Oh, please, 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 please. I wonder what clothes you wear to school. I wonder how you decorate your room. I wonder how you touch yourself and curse myself for being across the sea. Yeah. Woo! <sighs> and let me, yeah. I, I need to read this real fast. So this is a letter from Rivers Cuomo's to the Weezer fan club in July 1996. Oh, my God. Please give it to me, Mike. It's just a segment. There are some lyrics on the album that you might think are mean or sexist. I will feel genuinely bad if anyone feels hurt by my lyrics, but I really wanted these songs to be an exploration of my dark side, all the parts of myself that I was either afraid or embarrassed to think about before. So there's some pretty nasty stuff on there. You may be willing to forgive the lyrics if you see them as passing low points in a larger oh. story. And it, and this album really, really is a story. The story of the last the last two years of my life. And as you're probably aware, these have been two very weird years. <laughs> Please excuse me for all my creepy, rapey behavior, in other words. Oh, yeah. That'll just send it off, dude. Well done. <laughs> what, a PR, what a PR fucking move. Holy shit. Wow. Incredible. Right, and, and took took it upon himself too. Like Jesus Christ, man! I think make, he would they be don't best. make stationery like this where I'm from. So fragile, <laughs> so refined. So I sniff and I lick your envelope. Oh, and dude, fall are you kidding me? To little pieces every time. <laughs> and as you're probably aware, these have been two very weird years. Yeah, no shit, no dude. Shit. <laughs> weird years is yeah understatement of the shit. fucking century. And this is '97, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know if this was weird in 97, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boys it's slimy now. Again, though, uh, coming back to it again, somehow Weezer makes it powerful, and it's a fun song. Yeah. <laughs> I can jam it. I can no, jam I, it. I, I totally yeah. agree. Musically, it's a lot of fun. No doubt. Yeah, still jam the fuck out of it. It's fun as fuck, dude. But there's there's that bridge in here too where he talks. Oh, about I love it. Yeah, I love oh. that bridge, dude. Oh yeah. It's all your fault, mama. <laughs> all your fault. Yeah, that breakdown's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought the older women would like me if I did. You see, Ma, I'm a good little boy. Good little boy. It's all your fault, fault, Mama. It's all your fault. Dude. <laughs> Went, went from fucking daddy issues and say it ain't so to mama issues in this. <laughs> God damn, this business is really lame. I got to live on an island to find the juice. Okay, so slow down. You, you if, if, that, me? If, that, <laughs> if that means I have to be on Japan, the island, to find the juice, and then <laughs> the I, correct me if I'm reading this wrong, but J-U-I-C-E, just so we're certain. Yeah, yeah, so no, it's definitely G-U. Neither is good. Neither way you go with this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Factual I agree. way to spell juice. <laughs> yeah, juice. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I do love the line worlds and dreams, a million screams, and oh, I need a hand of mine. <laughs> Again, juice, juice spelled J U I S E on the million J-U-I-S-E. screens. Yes. Once on the million again, screens part, we're, get, we're yeah. definitely still clarify. talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like orange, apple, whatever kind of juice we could yeah. describe. He's definitely, he's definitely talking about million screams as fans, okay? Let's, let's establish that. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> So that's across the sea. Yeah, I love it too. (laughs) Yeah. Again, all while he's talking all this crazy shit, I'm still tapping my fucking toe to it, dude. It's good. I love yeah, I love it, man. It's good. It's good stuff. Man. Let's move on to the good life. attempt to get out of the funk and i really i dig like a change in direction in an album like this 
and it's at the midway point too, and it's you, you just kind of feel like a tunnel shift, at least to me. Tell me who's that right, funky okay. dude? Yeah, I agree. It sounds like uh, <laughs> it sounds like um, uh, what, what's the uh, first song off of Millie Drake, like American John, whatever it is, uh, maybe Gigolo, American Gigolo. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of feels like that. It's like a very poppy and upbeat song, but it's also <laughs> it's not really that happy, but <laughs> it's, it's good. I, I like it. <laughs> it, was, it was a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I like it quite a bit. Uh, my favorite song is later. And it might surprise you guys. I'm not sure. But... Oh, shit. Well, I, I don't know if this is like his hollow attempt of trying to change and just being... <laughs> oh, not even getting back out there, man. Like, <laughs> no. so... I, don't, I don't know because I, I, this is like something of just like himself being like, maybe if I just change my way of thinking, everything will be good. But then he's like, you know, I should have no feeling because feeling is pain. Almost seems like a jaded standpoint of just like, Ah, this is all bullshit. Enjoy the ride, kind of thing. Well, well for me, it feels like he, his wife just died. And he wants to get fucking pussy again. That's what <laughs> <laughs> there's that. That's oh, there's for sure a dude in his sixties going out to like a fucking teenager's exactly. club. Like, really good, like to come on the radio so you get it. <laughs> I was reading on the Wikipedia, and this was written written during his Harvard years. Like, because apparently he just came an introvert. You know, like fuck. He's this big rock star at the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everyone probably wants to be around. It's like, fuck, I'll just focus on the studies, old man. You know? I wasn't sure to say this uh, on the podcast, but I, let's throw it to you guys, see what you guys think. But it also feels a little bit like an incel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, Deason said it earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I think okay. he nailed, yeah. I think yeah. he nailed right, it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry no, you're that. absolutely right. No, you're right, dude. Uh, this is definitely like an insult that hits fucking rock star but the thing is he's already been banging a bunch of bitches the whole first right, song right, was written right. before the first album was released so like, well, yeah, like <laughs> i get that i get he that an incel. Like, he's no. pissed off at the fact that he thinks he should be an incel because he's so insecure about himself and right. yet he's not they want to bang him why because he's a fucking rock star right. <laughs> agreed agreed which i and would he wants say to get back to the good life which is just being more present and you know being with your friends and shit like that that's sure, the vibe sure, i get sure, sure. he's been yeah, so me too, me too, me too. Yeah. sheltered there's a great percentage of people that go into music simply for this. Oh, and uh, I don't know if this was his intent, but probably not. Probably not, because I, 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 I so kind of took him by I storm. So yeah. I think that's what the song's about, is the kind of antithesis of that thought, in my opinion. Mm. Mm. Oh, dude, wow, yeah. He wants to get back out there, but it's not to get back out there just to fuck a bunch of bitches. Or like, it's it's get, just to feel good like, about himself. No, it's about to get back to his normal lifestyle, knowing he's a rock star now. You know what I mean? And like it. that's the perception of himself, like to right, everyone yeah. around him now. I, I think that including kind of comes, people in Harvard. And I agree. I agree with Mike, and I, but I also agree. Uh, there's a reason why I agree with Mike uh, full heartedly because uh, the way how the, 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 the how corny the song is written, like the whole like you know shaking booty and making <laughs> sweet love at the night. Bitching, it's so complain. goofy, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think I think that's really um, uh, uh, real realistic and. Again, this album is all about him putting his 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 emotions on the sleeves. I think it's I think that's more what Mike's coming from. Really, is that he just wants to get back on like just get back on track with with people. Oh, he put some sugar in his fucking tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I can I can feel that I hate tea, but all right, I feel you. <laughs> I don't want to be an old man anymore. Yeah, it's just, it makes sense. It makes sense. I get it. I get it, uh, but I, I'm okay with being the old man. 
So it's like, I, you know, know. I, I know Mr. Cool. I'm a pig. I'm a dog. So excuse me if I drool. I ain't going <laughs> to cause a scene. Just need to admit that I put sugar in my tea. I love that line because it's, it's, it starts off sensical and this drifts into the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's like this, I think like drives him into being in that moment. But if, I mean, there's so many songs and albums to come where he wants to get back to this moment in his life too. And maybe wants to do it differently. You can hear like songs of regret of just like, I want to get back and do this kind of thing again. Yeah. Yeah. But, and maybe, it maybe have played it differently, but uh, that's something you can never get back. That's something you said in that one song too. <laughs> it's just something that memory song, I think it was. Dude, and like this one has another really fucking cool, weird key change breakdown. Like, I think like two minutes and 36 seconds. It mm. drifts into like a 60s, 70s, like easy listening. You're like a fucking xylophone being hit in the background. Like <laughs> it's just it's just such a weird change and segue from uh I don't know from the song, but I love the way it plays out. Dude, me too, man. And again, this is a another toe tapping fucking jamming song. I I don't I don't know where this charts as far as the album goes. Like as far as this seems to me like it should have been a single. So they released, um, fuck, I have to look that up real fast. Because <clears throat> I know they released a couple singles, and then Geffen, realizing the album was kind of failing, tried to release another single, and it didn't really save it. Oh, I mean, compared to the sales of the first album. <clears throat> yeah, it, se- it seems to me like it's got a good upbeat thing so then you get people on the lyrically thing and then it's also got a good tune to it so you'd think that people would treat this like it would have been off a blue album i understand it definitely it seems like it's more in line to be in that vibe but it's Mm. still way more like just raw and like jeremy was saying earlier like i just love that kind of raw rock feel to it all yeah me too dude that very garage style uh, I know yeah, El Scor- oh, yeah. I know El Scorcho for sure was I think they definitely put that one out as a single or I hope they did because that's I think that's her, ones. <laughs> I think that's her bread and butter on this fucking album honestly oh yeah yeah and we are almost there <laughs> <laughs> uh we're, okay okay what oh no I was just gonna say I, I feel like the good life so far up to this point was my favorite song on the album but then we get into El Scorcho which is just fucking let's get into El Scorcho then let's do it Watching Gwon 
Yeah, very solid. It also follows the spirit of how they've done previous music videos, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's directed by, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Spike, uh, Jones. Spike Jones. Spike yeah, Jones, sure yeah. Not sure if Spike Jones directed or not, but Spike Jones thing, so. Well, I know he did the Buddy Holly video and one of the other ones too. Yeah, uh, Twitter song, pretty sure. Mm. So I did write down on the first, I mean, the most recognizable lyrics in this Album to me and everybody knows is God damn you half Japanese damn you these girls <laughs> do it to me every time. time. So that there's a quote that he said you So he writes uh he has a quote specifically or a, an interview, I guess. They quoted him on what that was about. He says, well, I suppose that halfway through writing this album, I started to realize or become aware of a pattern in my life that I seem to be having a lot of disastrous encounters with half Japanese girls and then developed a disastrous encounters with Asian girls of all sorts. Yeah, I suppose it's fair to say I'm fascinated by Asian girls. Grimaces. It says in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fucking creep. Yeah, fucking creep. He's an incel. (laughs) He's like a insult. Mormon or some shit. I don't know. He's <laughs> seriously like neckbeard insult level. And yeah, for Mormons some reason. a bunch of bitches, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then marry yeah. them all. <laughs> oh, they're not a creep. They're not creeps. Mormons are not creeps. Okay. Well, no, they are, but they just marry a bunch of bitches is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, all right, Mike. <laughs> well, That's the fucking religion. Anyway. The Grimace's angle for me on that is my favorite fucking part. And then goes on to say, for some reason, they're particularly beautiful to me. I don't know why. And as you'll see through River's career, <laughs> this... well, maybe like half Japanese. What, what's the point of like grimacing? I mean, if he likes those kind of girls, fucking they're cool, man. Because Whatever. he's obviously done a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, <laughs> he says, it's because he literally says it's developed into disastrous encounters. <laughs> it had to be so bad that the interviewer himself literally he took the time it. to write that in he the did fucking. It. Grimaces. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a big telling fucking sign. Yeah, man. he clearly yeah, has some. Up. Yeah, he's got yeah, something. Was. Was. Okay. Was. Hopefully. Incredible. Oh, <laughs> and I love, too, like the whole El Scorcho, too. Like at the 235 minute mark, it sounds like they're just fucking around musically. Like there was so much chaos going on. I love that, though. I love it. it. I do. Too. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. But it's just fucking insane. It's <laughs> all fucking weird and like all this like it's like it's almost like um they just did it offhand like in the recording studio. It's like yeah, fuck it. just like break, break let it break down, yeah, just break yeah. it down. It's like almost gargling fucking water or something at the start of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then begin the song. Yeah, it's a gargling water begin the song. I love that. I I love that raw shit. It's like uh, there's a Pantera song. I forget what song it's called. Um, uh, but where uh, Dimebag says. Uh, first thing like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hostile. Hostile, yeah. No, no, yeah. hostile. It's off, it's off of Cowboys from Hell. So it's yeah, before yeah. that. But like, I, I was just first thing like a motherfucker. It's just like I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Domination. Domination. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. It's off fucking. Ho- yeah, it's, it's domination. To be, to be I love. I was just. I was just reading what River said about Oscorcho. He's like, yeah, it's kind of weird with these lyrics because 
in my mind, I hadn't even talked to the girl yet. <laughs> oh. So it makes it even more incel fucking oh, psychosis wow. crazy. <laughs> Dude, incel's a perfect definition. PC, okay, episode title, Weezer Pinkerton, a.k.a. <laughs> incel <laughs> but, psychosis. But like, he's also written songs how he's tired of sex. I don't understand the juxtaposition here. <laughs> but, uh, you know why? Because that's the same I, album. I would argue, I would argue that that's an incel flex. That makes sense. Because he, him talking about his sex life so openly of just like, I fuck. Like in certain oh, areas. I had so I many groupies know. that I actually didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, and very incel. Yeah, he's just like, dude, I fuck so much. Like that kind of attitude is definitely incel flex. Like right. all fuck. the bitches come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the, that incel documentary? No, what is it? Oh no. God. It's called incel. Literally called incel. Yeah, you Good can name. watch it. Uh, I watched. I actually watched it last. Uh, I watched it two weeks ago. It's on Vimeo, I think. Oh. And uh, it's an hour and twenty minutes. I think it is. Man, you guys get ready to fucking cringe like a motherfucker. These guys are going on streets <laughs> like cussing at women, just random women. Like, like you're a fucking bitch. You don't fucking deserve me. All it, it's it's insane. You know wow. what? It's also written and directed by a female college professor who have talked to these people on the fucking internet for years and made oh. this documentary. It is incredible. It's a great doc. Dude, Guys, that sounds out. like such a great topic to pull up on a documentary. <laughs> and I think we should actually do a podcast on it because it's, it's pretty interesting because insults are <laughs> – I don't know. It's, 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 I don't think we should give them what? more of a platform. I don't think that's a good idea, in my opinion. <laughs> they are toxic, garbage fucking people, dude. Yeah, right? we will talk about it on the group messaging. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, it's well, yeah, you know where I stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Como does reach out to Equality when he says, "I'll bring home the turkey if you bring home bring the bacon." Bring home the bacon. <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> great man um i love and i i love i'm jello baby i love uh it makes more sense what mike's talking about how he wrote this song about this person that he never fucking actually talked to when he right. says uh, but you won't talk you won't look you won't think of me i'm the epitome of a public enemy <laughs> it makes total <laughs> sense that he's a creep looking at a chick and like yeah, oh, dude, that's the same as lyrics. Jesus shit. Christ, bro. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the epitome of public enemy is right off of the public enemy song on, uh, it's, what is it? Don't, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the yes. hype. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I love how you lifted that. But also Weezer really went down a weird rap road later in their careers, which oh, God. the Weezer Wheezy crossover shit they did and. Uh, let's forget that. Must have been yeah, living too long in Beverly Hills. Oh. <laughs> I just had a Skinner's moment. So yeah, I, I, I do but, love the lines. Uh, I do love the lines. Um, I asked you to the Green Green Day concert. You said you never heard of them. How, how cool, cool is that? How, how cool, cool is that? <laughs> So I went to your room and I read your diary. Uh, that's what I noticed. Like, oh, so he, she didn't go to the concert, but so he invaded her privacy immediately yeah, I afterwards. Love, <laughs> I love that line, though. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I think I like how creepy and weird it is. I think, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, David Lynch and shit and, like, weird, creepy and makes no sense shit. Right. Or just gross life. shit. I'm a big fan of that stuff. So, like, this is, like, a B-movie gross 80s flick to 
to me. Yeah, being super and, forward as like a fucking weird guy that's going through personal property to figure out things. That's so David Lynch, dude. You're so right. Yeah, and this, yeah, this is textbook. Like, like me and my, me and Tron watched um, Street Trash a long time ago, and some dude gets his dick cut off, and they play like football with his, his, his cavitated dick. Oh and yeah, a, and a junk yeah. guard. It's like From I the love bus. this. It's awesome, you know. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's incredible. Like, um, they go watching grunge like drop New Jack through a press table. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> straight up watching wrestling, dude. That's like fucking old school. You fall into the pink triangle. <laughs> fall in love all over again. Ow! <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> oh, man. Pink triangle next, brothers. Oh, let's do it. I have a fucking embarrassing story to tell about this. Oh! Well, before we even go into the songs, I have a super embarrassing story that's almost feels like my Pinkerton comment on this podcast right now. <laughs> oh, should we should we actually talk about what the pink triangle meant back in the day? Well, yeah, it means lesbianism. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 the ladies would have uh, pink triangles tattooed on their arms and stuff back in the day. Yeah, they'd wear patches. They'd have tattoos. It, it was a. It was like part of the movement. And in right. the '90s, in the '90s, actually, they didn't really want to promote this song because that's when really like gay rights were coming out in the '90s. So it was a big deal to be like, "I know you're gay, but I still want to fuck you anyways." Is basically the, like running <laughs> running theme of this song. And so that's a hard thing to fucking market when people are just being like, no, dude, how can I explain to you? I'm not fucking interested. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to several gay bars. I'm not even I, flattered. I, I'm pissed off. So but, but come to turn yeah. out on this story specifically, it didn't even have anything to do with the fact that the girl that he was interested in was wearing a pink triangle on her sleeve. 
Right. Uh, she was supporting gay rights. She wasn't even gay, so he probably did have a chance at her until he wrote this fucking song about her. <laughs> uh, but my super verse His name has... was Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a song. <laughs> he fucked up his chances. <laughs> With a lesbian love. Dumb. <laughs> Oh fuck! And I love oh, that the, the, it's uh, these lyrics are almost ironic. That's kind of my favorite. I love part. it. Yeah, I love that's where they, I love the lyrics. They are ironic as shit. Um, oh yeah, let me let me tell this fucking gross story of mine. Please tell. Yes, please. Uh, so this girl was dating. I went to California. It was her sister's wedding, and uh, and I knew them pretty well too. And I was like, okay, this is great to be here. Blah blah. blah. And we're everyone's dancing, having a fucking great time. Uh, like having the time of their lives and then she like the sister who's the the bride turns to me is like you can pick a song any song let's we'll fucking dance to it and off the top of my head just because i heard pink triangle come on the fucking my shuffle on spotify on the way in i played pink triangle and it killed the party <laughs> to, to a halting wow. stop to everyone was like this is and this is not a song to fucking dance to. I don't know what's going through my fucking head, dude. Honestly, everyone's just like, I'm going to take this opportunity to go grab a drink right now. Embarrassing. But yeah, this, this song for Ooh. some reason, like, when it runs a groove in your mind on a moment that happens with a song, this song always reminds me of that, but I still love this fucking song. It's great, I like man. It, I, I think it's hilarious, too, because, like, even if she wasn't a lesbian, she could just not be into him. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> she was just like, yeah, bro, like, I, you know, it's like fucking half-baked. Yeah, I'm totally gay. Like, <laughs> I'm a real big dyke. It's just like, <laughs> oh, you mean, like, the other 40 women that are in other songs that he has talked about? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, this this one just happened to be a lesbian. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's probably over you, bro. Don't even, even know was... about his existence. Like, <laughs> it, the, but the, the whole core, everything about it's just fucking fun. I'm dumb. She's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. I found the one. <laughs> ah, we that that, that alone speaks. Mind. Yes, you are fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, if you're that good. completely unaware, that you, like that just yeah, I don't know, it says a lot to me. So, okay, so a line that's always stuck in my head about this song is it's literally talking about, you know, okay, so she's lesbian, whatever. But, and also he's like, yeah, everyone's a little queer. Why can't you be a little straight? Is I like, love that line. I love that line. <laughs> I, lo I love that line to death. And I think it applies. Right. I, think, I think the gay whole thing, I think it's all a spectrum. But specifically, he has another line that says, might have smoked a few in my time, but never thought never it was a crime. Never thought it was a crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and which raises some uh, questions. Suspicious I would like to, thoughts. <laughs> I, I wouldn't ask what it feels like to be a rock star if I was interviewing him. I would definitely ask what he meant by this lyric. Just out of curiosity, really. Right, yeah. It'll probably be like, oh, I was just experiencing on my dark side, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> like I said in the letter to my fucking fan club that's now non-existent. Even <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm dumb, she loves me, it's a great fucking line. So. Yeah. It's a funny song. I remember the first time I heard it, I thought it was funny. Like, that's the only kind of thing I got out of it in the it's like the, it's, like the, it's like yeah. the equivalent to, like, Naked Gun. <laughs> it's, like, that dumb <laughs> and goofy. <laughs> and I love it. So, yeah, I love it. It's great. When it starts off at the start, it's literally what explains this whole album. 
when I'm stable long enough, I start to look around for love. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, see, a sweet, <laughs> see, <laughs> see a sweet and floral print. My mind begins to get begins the arrangements. That's great. That's a great line. Yeah. Oh, Bryce just came in just now. Sorry, guys. Uh, but when I start to feel the pull, turns out I just pulled myself. <laughs> <laughs> Going right back in. It's dude. back to song one, jerking off again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge theme of this album. Whacking it. Whacking it. My name is Jackoff. <laughs> I'll never get the pull my triangle. <laughs> Pulling my wheel, pulling my wheel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until I come. Yeah, great, great track though. Love it. Love it. I love how raw it is, and love how like unstable it is. I, I love the whole fucking thing. And I, and I, and um, you know, for the most part, I would, uh, I think your doom usually is like self-producing an album. I and I think at the time, yes, they 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 definitely fucked up and didn't make the money they thought they'd make from the blue album. But I think they did a great job, and uh, it's it's an album that will live on forever, and an album that really kind of like helped you help certain people to realize like certain truths that they didn't understand about themselves. I think it's a a very important album. I'm surprised that River hadn't come out and be like, dude. Didn't really, I didn't really think it would work out too well, and I'm kind of embarrassed by it. And he didn't come out recently, like, hey, it's a song. I'm, I'm glad the song, this album, kind of helped people in their own way. You know? It did, it did a lot uh, for a lot of people. It might have also reinforced other people in a shitty way. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> it. It, it's, it's a very mixed sophomoric album. I totally agree, but yeah, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But these this this album, I think, is a pure reason. And again, it's my favorite fucking Weezer album. But this album is a is why I think other artists should seek why you need a producer on an album. That's yes, it's oh, definitely. Because a producer will steer you out of these pitfalls. In my opinion, their best sounded recording song we hadn't even gotten to yet. It's the last one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just think that the, the sometimes I think that it does actually works out for the band where a producer doesn't really truly understand the band. Oh, uh, there's a lot of times that a producer absolutely. pushes yeah. a band in a direction and, it shouldn't and, go. And, and the band, the, the album really works out, you know? But, um, yeah, I think, again, I, well, coming back to this album, I think that uh, this this album worked out really well with that a true producer. Even though they are a producer in the band, even though they didn't, want, they didn't get the numbers that they wanted to get from the Blue Album, I get that. I understand it. But um, I think it helped in this, in this in this album. So, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a complex bag, man. I mean, we all love this album, and you know, the I'm not sure about everybody in Weezer. We all we know is from Rivers. I'm not sure about everybody else in the band who how they felt about the album. But like, I think this is a really great album. So, and I and I love the raw intensity. I mean, no one's blaming Fiona Apple for her intensity in her fucking albums. You know, it's weird. But um, you know, yeah, her 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 intensity for me is is. And a lot of times, a lot more palatable. And the things that she's fighting against, in my opinion, a lot of her music is uh, the polar opposite Sexism. of what he's doing. It's literally like she could be singing her songs about rivers. It, most of the well, songs. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the saying, the, I'm just saying the raw it. intensity. That's all I'm saying. That's, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 um, Amos, you know, uh, Tori Amos. You know, I, I'm never gonna blame Tori Amos for her raw intensity in her album. That's great. And the fact that we got. Um, <laughs> we got creepy rivers doing his lyrics on this thing. I get it. 
I understand where he's, I, I kind of understand sometimes in parts of where he's coming from, but like the fact that he put himself on the fucking, the stage, he may as well be naked in the dream going to school one day. Like, <laughs> but he, but it also comes album. across like you're a fucking creepy fucking guy, you're man. A guy. <laughs> yeah. like, and you know Supremely. what? I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts sometimes that are pretty creepy. You know what? I keep them to my fucking Me mic. too. God knows if oh, I yeah. put them on a fucking you know, so, record. <laughs> yeah. No, I never put them on record, man. I never do. I did it, I did it one did time. I did it at one time when I was a kid, uh, making a, a band for the first time. And you know what? Uh, me and Tron talked about the last episode. I'll never do it again. I'll never be that. Oh wrong. no, there, there's I'm, there's headlight songs I we've had to literally delete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's no, he, there's headlight songs we had to straight up get rid of, dude. That luckily just... for me, like I told you last time, and I'm bringing it up to your I'm bringing it up to your Union Jazz's place. I got that DVD full of a bunch of embarrassing fucking tracks. I'm bringing uh, I up can't wait to see live. it, dude. I'm so talking stuff. And Mike has seen it too, but I mean, it's it's crazy. But like, it just the fact that I did that, you know, and no one stopped me from doing it, you know. So like that, like, uh, on on that, yeah. So on that, what do you think this album would have sounded like if Ruben was on it? The same uh, way he, the same uh, way he was on Make Believe. Like, it what if sounded more poppy, in my opinion? Yeah, definitely more poppy for sure. Or definitely more like Maladruid turned out. Well, Which is a great fucking album. Because we all know yeah. uh, Ruben for being very raw and also very intense. And also, like, like really push yourself to being what you what you came from. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not really exactly sure where the Ruben stance would be uh, with this band. It wouldn't be no fucking uh, Holly, uh, fucking Beverly Hills. Oh, that, God, no. I, I think no. it, would be, it would be something... Hopefully something interesting because I, I I don't I don't really know it's it's that's a really interesting um, question drawn. So I, I so in, in my head, what a good producer does is they can take like the feelings of an artist like this and find a good way to be like this is the perfect way to project it's it. It's to and engineer can, the sound sure. that they're trying to achieve. I yeah. completely agree, Chris. Yeah, and I think they they could have used it on this. However, yeah. it's still my favorite fucking album from Weezer, so right. I'm not it's here to complain. Be- it's beautifully and, raw. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. I like this about them. <laughs> too, too. I mean, um, I, I don't. I, again, I don't want to go too like Rush fanny. I'm a fan of Rush, but like, I mean, you know, uh, Chris Steele is my favorite album from Rush, and that's the least popular album of all time because that's what they did. Like. Uh, I think four or five songs on one side of the LP and did an entire fucking uh, uh, one. One tracker. Did, on. One, two, they did two songs, yeah. quote unquote, two songs on the other side, talking about like The Hobbit and The Necromancer and shit. I thought that was fucking cool as fuck, but that's for everybody. And they still don't really talk about it like it's cool. And which it, it, it bums me out, but like, you know, it's not for everybody. But the thing is, though, for me, listening to past Rush albums, I'm like, Guys, you're doing nothing different. You're, like, like 2112 isn't any different than Caressa Steel. It's the same oh, thing. Man, I completely you disagree. <laughs> yeah, In my opinion. No, no, no. There's five songs that are completely different from everything else from the other side. And then one side becomes a concept album. That's the same thing. Caressa Steel mm-hmm. and 2112 are the same thing. They have a bunch of, they, they have like, Oh, I, I hate that they have the. Um, oh, I can't believe I'm bald. You have a, you also have the Twilight Zone song, which is a joke. They're they're they're, they're ridiculous albums, but you flip it over to the next side, you have a concept album, which is insane. And for some reason, the twenty one twelve one worked out a lot more than the Necroma- Necromancer one. When I, mean, I think the Necromancer one, way it's way more 
musically inclined and way more perfected than 2112. That's just my opinion, but I'll get sure. off my high horse on the no, yeah, good, on man. the uh, rush thing. We'll talk about that one day on the show, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's just a thing that's happened for a long time for a lot of bands, you know. You know, um, this this mm-hmm. comes out and it's like, whoa, what's the literally to come from the blue album to this album? Sure, it's a oh leap. God, that's like a massive leap. Different. Way different. Way yeah. different. It's a massive it's leap. Crazy different. <laughs> I, I it's been a long time I, I heard a band who completely changed their whole iota, like like they changed everything up and went something so dark. I will definitely definitely say Radiohead did that too, uh, coming off of Pablo Honey and just completely change your fucking sound. Tom, I'm saying like I'm just gonna make you all depressed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but with a happy happy smile on my face, it's crazy. Yeah, right. how do they do that, dude? But yeah, onto onto actually next song. Drugs. Pa- Pablo Honey into drugs. <laughs> is it is it um what's the what's the band what's the album after that? I forgot. Sorry. They didn't do Kid A, right? It was there was not Kid, uh, not Kid A, not Kid A. Kid A was a fucking game changer for them because they went really digital. That's a, that's, a, that's a big changer, but I think after Papa Honey was um uh uh the the, the he's got the the face the, on the, the album, the Benz, the Benz. That's the Benz. That's the Benz. Yeah, that's the Benz. What's it? That's a, great Benz. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I got a Ben. My, yeah, I, my I'm fucking about hundred percent sure it's the Benz. The Benz is a great fucking album. Though. Excellent. I thought the Benz was their first album. So no, I'm no, Papa Honey's first album. So, he wow. he hates that fucking album too. Yeah, well that's what Tom they had, that's where they three a creep. They hate creep. They hate yeah. it. So, everything they off that, that album. They hate that album. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next song. Yes. So, falling Falling for You starts off with Which is uh, my favorite song on the album. Korean phrase, apparently. Great genius app. Great genius stuff. Yeah, there's here. shit there, man. Translates to what company makes this product. <laughs> <laughs> so Rivers said his guitar amp received some radio interference and featured part of a Korean radio ad. He decided to keep it as it seemed to him some divine intervention rather than re-record and edit the ad out. Mm. Is, is there truth to that? Who knows? Did they... I- 
don't believe it, but cool. I, I don't great. either. Did they punch it in? That's very uh, uh, spinal tap of them. <laughs> <laughs> but i appreciate the effort either way if it's sure or not i still dig right. dig that fucking intro and i still dig the fuck out of the song too this is, this is my favorite track on the whole album super great right on, man great yeah it's badass it, it's third. funny too the music to me really offsets the lyrics overall like to yeah. me it's like their most accessible lyrically or i'm sorry musically and the lyrics are just like you know same old shit we've heard the whole album, which I love. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, I think I've got one here. And now I guess what I'm supposed to do. It's great, yeah. Yeah, I've sure. got a number of irrational fears, but I like to stare at you. Yeah, it's great. That's the, cor- the chorus, dude. The chorus is great, man. Yeah, and like they have so many different weird chord progressions in there that it's like, you know, the, the my baby, I'm afraid I'm feeling for you, like that that like brief chord progression in there feels like mm-hmm. it doesn't match the way they're singing. Like it's fucking weird how they, it's how weird. they match. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to me, but it sounds mm. good. Yeah. In a it weird does. fucking way. It's Again, strange. this is what other people consider sloppy, but I think it's perfect, dude. This is the, the, the rawness that fucking makes it happen. Yeah. When you well, record I, live, like, like, all, like all the old bands used to do for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, uh, for me, I, I do see that it is slop. It is sloppy, but I think it it, it, it that's perfected for this album. I think it's, it's, yeah, you could argue about the band, album, but that's what makes it yeah. work. That's what makes it yeah. That's what makes it work. So I mean, it, it it works for me. It works for us. So yeah, it, it works, man. Yeah, this is a fucking solid song, dude. So out of I, all the tracks, Jeremy, what what makes this your favorite? Is it the actual song itself? Hmm. The guitar. I like the um, I like the last line. But do you like me or another one? You say you like me too much or whatever. But I'm yeah. shaking at your cat. Like like all right. So I remember my first girlfriend um, going to her place. It was like Mission Impossible, right? Like I get the girlfriend and she's like coming to my house at like ten o'clock in the morning. My parents won't be here. Like oh shit. Okay cool. I gotta <laughs> I all right, I gotta wake up at fucking nine, dude. And I gotta <laughs> fucking get dressed, take a shower and shit. And uh, I was living in the shack at the time on my parents' property, so I had to, like, sneak into my parents' place, take a shower, get back <laughs> to my shack, like, dress up and everything like that, walking naked in a towel back to the shack, get dried off, drive to her place in spring, get to her place. She, like, waves at me from, like, afar. Okay, that's her house. So I get there, and, you know, you get I get there, I get out. I'm, like, already fucking, like, nervous as fuck. It's my first girlfriend, so, like, walking inside, and she's got a... A Ninja Turtle shirt on and shit, and she's got like the, the the regular programming on TV, like watching like fucking you know NBC fucking like Good Morning America <laughs> or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? And you're on the couch, you know, just sort of like uh, you know. But I'm shaking, I'm shaking at your couch, like uh, like you wait, uh, and I like you way too much. And you get on the couch, you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna make out pretty soon. You start kind of freaking out, like I get oh oh fuck yeah, it. dude, that first that... time, dude. Here we go. And we make out, and it's like, oh, fuck. And you get the boner, like, get the half boner a little bit. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right, man. Like, well, I don't know about all this. Like, this is fucking crazy. Fuck like, you keep, like, but you keep it solid. Like, you're fucking, like, you're, you're Schwarzenegger, man. Like, in the pump, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it fucking, like, I'm going to keep myself, like, together. 
and you're making out. And yeah, she's, well, you got to keep your cool while you're nursing. This <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and she's all like, have you ever, have you ever like, you know, used tongue before? I'm like, what is tongue? And like, he's like fucking, you know, doing the tongue thing. I'm like, whoa, like it's just crazy. And this song <laughs> kind of resonates uh, a lot about with that sort of first experience a little bit. Not all the way the song, but like there's some parts of it. Where I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, this is like, you know, this is kind of how I kind of break down the song. <clears throat> So I love the song for what it yeah, is. Yeah, he's like, he's he's twenty six, uh, I think, experiencing this now. <laughs> I'm like se- I'm like sixteen, you know. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. He, uh, this is like this is one of those things that he just never broke out of. I think. <laughs> that's, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to me because like 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 kids nowadays when they get their permits, they're they're solid plastic permits. When I was a kid, and I think we can all agree here, when we were kids, uh, permits were paper. Like they were not yeah. plastic. Yeah, paper permits. We're talking pre nine eleven, y'all. Right, and they, <laughs> they they didn't have your picture on them. These said your name, they have your address, and it's like that was good enough for the the cops. So like you know, I'm driving to my girl's place, driving a car who I've been driving for like a month, and I'm driving to her place for the first time, and I'm just like following directions the best I could without the GPS or the Google Maps, <laughs> and I figured it out and I got there because. I would assume my dowsing rod, my dick, got me to that place. And I got if not, there, map, like, map quest at the time would have been the thing, which made you 30 <laughs> minutes late, no matter yeah. where the fuck you went. He uh, had to print it out, too, on his instruction paper. Yeah, print it out. I was rough, I'm dude. Doing that for every concert I went to in Houston. That was hard <laughs> times. Every time. I remember those times, too. They're, they're brutal. Like, it was never on never on point. Ever on point. But um, I love the music. The, the Feel like the other one. All the way the girl, the guitar plays. I think it's, the music is just. I think it's really perfect in this song. I also, um, like I told you guys before, um, be- between this song and uh, no other one, I think uh, this song is is it's one of my favorite songs in the fucking album. So it jams, dude. Yeah, it's really good. I I like the lyrics a lot too, and yeah, they're fucking weird. And I get it, but like you know, teaching me to to lick a little bit better, kinder, uh, be kinder. Uh, I get all that stuff too, but like, I think it's the first time you ever I feel like that's something like... you should let the partner help you figure out. Right. <laughs> Rivers Cuomo on some fucking stupid Weezer <laughs> album. <laughs> but that's just me. I've heard this album before, but like growing up. Oh, uh, I feel you. But, you know, picking this up, this album up, like, you know, when I was 16, um, it made a lot of sense. I was like, okay, I had no experience, you know, you know, getting pretty with the girl for the first time. Right on. And you go, you know, you go down your girl. And it's like, I don't even want the fucking to do. I don't, I only think I've seen that kind of represented that it was probably American pie at the time. So like, okay, so do the cyclone, you do the, you do the tornado, tiny tornadoes or some shit. Uh, but like, it was just like, it was wild to me. Like I didn't really fucking know, you know? So like, I feel you. I feel you. And, and you I, know, I feel like American pie was all, <laughs> all of our, Map guides when we were fucking 12, 13 years old. <laughs> no doubt. Right, right, dude. Yeah, we're all we're listening to like fucking, you know, whatever we're listening to at the time. And we got American Pie. Local J. Yeah, Local J. Good shit. What was it? Knock you out. But like, <laughs> no, I mean, no. It's like, what was it? The, <laughs> I know, I know, the whole kidding. sex song. I forgot what that was called. <laughs> exactly. The music like the is sexy, thing. but LL Cool J happens to not be sexy in that song. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's it's weird going back to it and, and reading these lyrics. And I never read, read these lyrics until this la- like this past week, and I actually got into lyrics. Uh-oh. And I was like, I was I was singing different shit the whole time. And I got the lyrics. I'm like, oh my god, 
This is right. like it's like that meme I sent you guys when you realize you've been singing garbage after you looked up the lyrics online. Right, right, right. Dude, that right. was literally me after the fucking second Circuit Survive album. I was like, wow, I thought I knew all these lyrics. I did not. <laughs> but it's funny because you the the thing that sucks about that is you really like feel into the lyrics you think you're singing when you and dude, that sucks so bad when you look at it and you're like, fuck, that's not at all what they're saying. It's like <laughs> I wish I never did this to myself. <laughs> Holy moly, baby, would you know it? Just as I'm bu- busting loose, I got to turn my rock star card <sighs> and get fat and old with you because I'm burning. I'm a burning candle. You're a, you're a gentle moth teaching me to lick a little better, a little kinder. Jesus and I do like you, but you're the lucky one. No, then the lucky one. Yeah, it's crazy. Like getting like it's. Still uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, getting fat and old. Like this is. A, I think it's a. This is the dick. This is his. Oh, I mean, possibly. I mean, this is his dream. Like this is his end his game. Dream. Well, his this dream. is <laughs> this is what he wants, dude. Like this is like this is what What's he's he? chasing. With yeah, well, it took him two more albums to take control. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, so true. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is this is like every time he has a whiff of relationship, this is what he should. This is like, I'll throw away this rock career and let's just fucking die together, kind of thing. Like this is what he's going for. At least in my opinion, I, that just seems like the desperation that he has. It's, just, it's a really whiny, sad album, but like it's so great at the same time. Like it that's it's it, it's like a conflicting feeling for me. Me too, and then the yeah. last song, like that's the one that gets me the most. Paul. It's the best recorded one on the whole fucking album. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Clearly, here it's just him pouring his fucking heart out, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think um, me and and Chris and and Joe talked about the last episode. But I think it's what makes uh, uh, well, at least makes these makes three Weezer albums really great is the fact that. Um, Rivers and the band can actually uh, uh, make a, an album or make a song uh, upbeat, but also make it extremely weird, depressing, and creepy. But it's fun to listen to. You can like drive down the fucking the, <laughs> the Woodlands Waterway or some shit, jamming fucking Weezer or some shit like that, and have a great time. You know, it's it's Absolutely. weird. It's very strange, but uh, it's one of those bands. Mm. It's one of the only bands I can think that really can do something like that. It's very interesting, and it's what makes them a a very fun band to be part of and uh, be a fan of. Uh, but um, not like the last song. The last song's a little different, but uh, yeah, these songs are yeah. Almost all of the songs on here so far have been musically and lyrically polarized, and the last song is definitely a one directional fucking thing, dude. Like yeah, yeah. it fucked up his butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's about fucking up a relationship, possibly cheating. That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> so yeah, I've heard that. I've heard. I've heard that argument on that. Yeah, I've let's heard that into, argument on that. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into butterfly. But if you guys have anything else to say about the last this, this song here? I'm down for butterfly. Dude. Yesterday I went outside with my mama's messenger, caught a lovely butterfly. I woke up today Looking on my fairy pet She had withered all away No more sighing in her breast I'm sorry for what I did I did what my 
Nobody told me to I didn't mean to do you harm Every time I pin down what I think I want It slips away The ghost slips away So this song starts off with "Come, my lady, come, come, my oh, lady." Oh no! You stupid baby. Sorry, dude. I had to do it. Oh shit. Okay, but yeah, this, this, sorry. This this song was for me like um, many times. I would listen to this fucking song. And just the level of music in it and the, the chord progression and the way he sings it. There's something about this that I think is like the pinnacle of this album on what it's I, about. Yeah. It, it captures it's him pouring his fucking heart out, him reaching out. Yesterday I went outside with my mama's mason jar, cut a lovely butterfly. When I woke up today, looked on my fairy pet, she had withered all away. It's literally him grasping, and the way I take that is him grasping relationships constantly, and they just fall apart. And I, I felt like the whole album led up to this. Like, no matter how much anger and just pure, unbridled aggression he produced through the first, you know, nine songs, you get to mm-hmm. the end of it, and it's like, fuck, I'm just heartbroken and sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. That's kind of where it came back to for me, and that's why I love this song so much. It kind of reminds me of the end of the Death Cab for Cutie album, um, Transatlanticism, that oh. last song that's just all acoustic, and it's like everything's just kind of come to fruition at that point. It's not necessarily good, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I love, love I mean, Butterfly so much. I, I like specifically songs like this because, yes, I don't want good. I want, I want it to be that full exposure of just like <clears throat> him. I want realism. Him realism is better than anything else dude and like you were saying this could be a song about cheating about him talking about i did what my body told me to you know and i didn't mean to do you harm so i mean as him as a touring rock star it's very possible that he had a somewhat serious relationship with a girl well he went off to marry uh, this is 96 right so i think Um, yeah year after he met the chick that he was going to marry like seven or eight years later Okay. So I don't know that that's the same. It couldn't be the same person. Then those timelines don't match up. But clearly he had a relationship and everything went to shit. And this one was on him, even though probably a lot of it, you know, was just incompatible a lot of the time. But right. this one was very clearly on him. That's how I read it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's why I feel like it's such a good addition to the end of the album. It just kind of sums up a lot of the horseshit we've kind of <laughs> tried to, <laughs> to, to get through. And like, that's not to say it's, it's, it's been bad, but just his kind of confusing perspectives over this album. It's all over the map. And I feel like it kind of wraps it all up right there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. He sends it home with it. And what a way to, again, so it's 
10 songs in 35 minutes and this is the way to end it, this is the way to fucking end it, dude. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. The Ghost Slips Away is the only lyric in this fucking song I don't understand. Well, the ghost, I'm assuming, is his, you know, interpretation of what real love is or whatever that ideal was before it's gone. Oh, yeah, that kind of checks out, dude. Okay, near the end. Oh, here we go. Near the end. Oh, so, okay. So, sorry, reading up more notes on this. Uh, So, I think a lot of... So, a lot of the song has to do with... um, so that rock opera that he was writing that we were talking about at the start? Yeah. yeah we did, uh, did we mention that, that this was sort of did, a, a rock opera? We didn't talk about the story, but I watched a... God, how do I reference a YouTube video? But I watched a YouTube video where someone was explaining the rock opera and what it was. And I'm literally basing all I know off of this, off of that stupid YouTube video. But they're explaining what that's, the rock that's opera was. That's how he was. planned the album, yeah. Yeah, and so it was based off of uh, Pinkerton was the name of a military guy, I guess, a captain or something. No, no, a fictional person. And then they were sued by the Pinkertons (laughs) right before the album came out. Oh, no, okay, so you guys know more. Tell me about this. No, please Um, do. So so the Pinkerton album, as Jeremy was saying earlier, it's from a poem called Madame Butterfly, if if I'm not mistaken. And um, that's, yeah, thank you. And that's what the whole... It, it just goes into dealing with loss and kind of losing things like that. However, they were sued by the Pinkerton Agency, which if anyone has seen 310 oh. to Yuma, the most recent one. And the Pinkertons were a basically – Detective agency. More or less, but they were you know, for the highest bidder. I, I hate – Yeah, but, but, but mercenaries, They were right? evil fucking pieces of shit. The Pinkerton, yes. Pinkerton Agency where we got the the, uh, the third eye, the sort of uh, third eye from, like the, uh, the ever-rolling eye. Like, no, no, no um, that's from like Egyptian times. Like no, 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 oh. no, 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 it's not, it's not. It comes, okay, that's it, it, where we get the uh, the the um, sort of like the eye, um, um, the um, like on oh, the dollar bill. No, no, not the dollar bill. Um, it was mm-hmm. a uh, the, the, Pinkerton was like the ever evolving eye, revolving eye, where they could see, like basically where they could they could be anywhere at any place at any time, and they can be paid for it. And um, this is this is, a, this is a term for it. I, I probably fucked you I up. I thought it was mercenaries. Mike. I'm sorry, but uh, no, no, no. Pinkerton no, no, Agency was was a was a was a company who started in like the 1800s. Pieces, they were pieces of shit no, in America. They were yeah, but they were also 1900s. They were pieces of shit, like Mike's saying. They were garbage people, but like they would like they would definitely deep deep dive into your life and fuck you up. But they were detectives that <laughs> did the highest bidder. They could find some shit, <laughs> but uh, for sure. Anyways, Mike, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, brother, you're fine, man. Like, you're absolutely right. Um, ah, fuck oh, off. yeah, their, their, their logo is the eye. Yes. Okay, I see. But it's based from, you know, centuries ago. The all-seeing right. eye. But, yeah. but it's kind of oh, where they came, it's kind of, it's kind of where they came up with the, the, the concept of that, that modern era, of that eye, like that ever-revolving eye. They can see you anytime. It's kind of like, you know, a deeming serial killer actually came from Germany. From a German detective, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Jesus Christ, at least 200 years the corporation's been established. Right, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. So, okay, and and then in this story, then how was he used? I have no idea. I'm so lost. I, 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 <laughs> fucked, I, fu- I fucked up, Mike. I, I fucked up. So Pinkerton, Pinkerton, I thought, to me, was used in a poem. And then there's, I know that in some story... There is Pinkerton, whose last name of a military man, and Butterfly is a Japanese woman. And I don't know if it's a poem or if it's a story he was trying to tell. And that uh, Pinkerton's using 
the butterfly basically who's this Japanese woman for sexual pleasure and eventually uh, once she realized and trying to go back to the United States and just find like a proper woman to marry kind of thing and ends up killing herself. Right. So here's what I mentioned the first first off. Okay. So the better captured the lifestyle Weezer self-produced Pinkerton, creating a darker, more abrasive album than the self-titled 1994 debut. Kumo's right. lyric, lyric, uh, lyrics express delusional delusional with a rock lifestyle, and the album is named after the character uh, B.F. Pinkerton from Giacomo Biocchi's 1904 *The Madam Butterfly*, who Kumo. Mm described as an asshole american sailor uh sailor similar to a touring rock star which is very californian to say in my opinion uh but um like the opera the album contains references to japanese culture so hmm. that's where that's right. where that's where it comes from so yeah but, no we were talking about that earlier yeah for sure yeah it's that's, all that's, from that's, the madam butterfly, madam butterfly opera madam butterfly. Yeah. Which is also which is also a movie produced by produced and directed by David Cronenberg back in the day too. So I mean, it's mostly it's always just summed up to M. It's not Madam Butterfly. It's always M Butterfly or some shit like that. Mm. So. Right on. So that must be the story behind it. And I don't know if the, what he's singing about here is his projection of his personal life onto that story, or I think, this it, is... I think it's a I think it's a college uh, 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 white kid <laughs> thing who reads a, a very fancy book at, at some por- period of time that connects with him and and writes a fucking album about it or writes a or, or it's just like a privileged kid privileged white kid makes something out of uh, a book that some people know but not everybody know and let me write it and uh it'll be will be like guys like us right now going like where did it actually come from but we all kind of figure out where it comes from because it's just a a white kid privileged white kid thing <laughs> for the most it, part it, it, definitely, the band. it definitely could be that until he goes smell you on my hand for days i can't wash away your scent if i'm a dog then you're a bitch uh exactly well yeah 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 i agree he goes, I guess you're as real as me. Maybe I can live with that. Maybe I need fantasy, life of chasing butterfly. And I think that kind of yeah, explains. Yeah, it's all written there. It's all crazy. Yeah. I think I think that explains Como to a fucking T, dude. Uh, his personality is just that chasing butterfly. Uh, yeah, I did what my body shit. told me, right? That's a, yeah. that's a big lyric. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that kind of ties back in what Deason was saying. Maybe this is a promiscuous mm-hmm. song. Maybe he had a relationship and this is promiscuous. Dude, who knows? That's that's kind of, beauty yeah. of the ambiguity of it all. For sure. It's the, beauty, it's the beauty of it, of the ambiguity. Yeah, I agree. Sure. But yeah, great the fucking The ghost album. slips away. Yeah, great album. Yeah, dig it. Quite Dude, a just end of the fade out, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just constant, like... So he sad and uh, continuous. Yeah, it's like last shot at the end of fucking you know like that that whole like even though it's so much better. Oh, right? oh. make you of a sunshine. I don't know the lyrics, but goddamn, it's it's definitely that same vibe in my opinion though. Oh, we're we're rivers. No, off everything you need to know about silence. Okay, yeah, everything you know about silence. Dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fraudulent, make you, make you suffer. Whatever, you know, I I, I remember the melody, but not the words. Rise, baby, I get that vibe from this, but that is far, the Glacia one's far more personal. That little whisper, the yes, and just, like, fuck you, 
Fuck dude, you. Ah, dude, ah, yeah, dude. Show has it so good there. I hope you I enjoy dying exactly. alone. Oh, like, yeah. So and I get that same vibe, you know, like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that final literal swan song. It's why I mentioned death gap for cuties. Um, God damn fucking, fucking great band, color of gray, I think, or what, or fuck lack of color on mm-hmm. the end of transatlantic atlanticism that it's just him on acoustic, but God damn, it's just so powerful. Heart uh, the, the ho- uh, hotel, uh, hotel white lotus. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. That no, was like, that's a wow, that's that fucking crazy dude. That is a fucking or is it actually a song everything you want to know about silence? Yeah, it's it's the secret song on everything you ever wanted to know about silence. Like on the CD I had you had a fast forward like 17. Oh yeah, you gotta go in blank space for like fucking 17 minutes before you figure out where this bitch is. I'm Caligula, gluten of of gluten's men over women, man over woman, the whore over man, that and I'm all this thing. Fraudulent, make you make you suffer, send and rise, maybe rise. Yeah. My dance, in my the dance piano, is fast. Like, yeah. the fuck up to Hollywood. Dude, so yeah, dude, that's all silent. It's just like this last song. I'm mm-hmm. talking about. That's exactly how that heavy. makes me feel. That's it's decent. That. That's a fucking textbook. Like not textbook because it's really rare to have yeah. a band that ties everything up with a song right, that's real, silent at the end. And you're right. That song and this song are so fucking equal, dude. In the same kind of way, they're just like, I'm going to fucking explain everything what this album was about. I'm going to play it soft. I away, find the twine. When party away my time with Vincent with no redemption. Is that, is that it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying well, to no, help. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm you're talking about the Glassjaw song, right? The glass shows on it's off. It's off. It's, of, not, uh, every, it's, it's all science. quiet. It's all piano. It's at the very, very. Oh, it's a song. It's a song, every... it's, a, it's a song piano. Then. <laughs> Three yeah. times alone this week, I was supposed to be a rock star. Only beat you when I'm drunk. You're only pretty when I'm crying. Oh. Yeah, you're supposed to be one to set the air fire. Three times alone this week. week. I was made into a liar. Yeah, it's awesome. That's a great song. Yeah, that's, that's a right fucking. That's the one I'm thinking of. But goddamn, that was okay. Great. Killer. That song <laughs> is fucking, fucking sick too. I hope yeah. we get to go see that one. Yeah, the one I'm talking oh. about. It's all soft and very slow. Yeah. Is it Babe? No, it's it's. Um... It's just a secret song on the end of that like. first album. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how many times I have to re-explain it. <laughs> but yeah, first, first, it's the only secret song off the first album. It's it's um it's a demo. Uh, it's a modern love. It's modern love story. There's Lost in, and there's also Convex Uso. So okay. Also, uh, Motel, assume... Motel, the White Locust is is uh, the last four out al- four songs on the album. So. How's it for the Hotel the White Locust? Yeah. Decent. What's it the? Sorry. There's also Never the Shall Meet. That's the same song. Tiger to his greatest fan. That's the same song that I'm talking about. The same okay. song for everything yeah, yeah. you wanted to know about silence. <laughs> the amount of love you wish to give. 
I remember, yeah. More that, than I can, I can stand. stand. And he had to be the piano part. Maybe I... Like, yeah, it's... Ah, so I'm, I'm doing it wrong. But this, no, this, this, song, this song at the end of this album is literally that. It is... Oh yeah, same yeah, same yeah, vibe, same feel. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, with Mike. Yeah, sure. let's get drawn. Yeah. And so all you need then in that part is literally one singular instrument and the singer, uh, really expressing what the fucking point is and sending it home. Uh, Glassjaw do did it uh, more couth that they, <clears throat> they gave a 17 minute fucking splitter on it. But, uh, <laughs> this was literally was the tenth song in a 35 minute album, so you're going to get you're it. Just Sorry. <laughs> dude, oh my god. I, love that song. I can't wait till we're going to that show, dude. <laughs> I want to fucking record the podcast. Anyways, uh, great, last, great last song for the, the uh for the the album. Love it. Um the fact that we're even like uh, we're connecting with Glassjaw is a big thing for us. Uh, we're big Glassjaw fans here and um we're a big fans of this album. So please, if you can, uh and you can, it's you have no uh, <laughs> There's the way you cannot listen to the song. You can go this album. You can go on YouTube, listen to it. Full so thing. accessible. You can also listen to the bonus track, the deluxe album, which I listened to a little bit. It's okay. It's like blue album. I listened to that deluxe blue album. I was like, yeah, it's all right. The only one off there is really, that's uh, really, I, I care about really Suzanne. But um, this has some extra tracks. I like Jamie two. off of that one too, but yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. But um, I think they made the right choice of sort of keeping this up from the B tracks and then. Bring it back out for a deluxe right song. On. But um, I still like it, and I like the deluxe uh, songs off this track too, this uh, this album too. Uh, but um, please um, go listen to this album, man. If you guys like um, something, diff- something different? Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead in in terms, uh, sorry, but uh, in terms of fucking Weezer, coming off of the blue album, going into this is you get to see the nitty gritty, ugly fucking. You get to see the barnacles under this man. <laughs> right. Big and barnacles. They, there's not, you don't like sea barnacles, but there's barnacles there, and he's exposing all of them to the world. And Ooh, yeah. uh, I actually respect the band more for doing that. Uh, however, I would never want to see him have to go through this again or have to, <laughs> sure. yeah. you know, have to like expose or even act like he still feels the same way 20 years later and expose that to the world. That would be right. fucking rough to do, dude. Again, imagine you pulling up a fucking diary of yourself 25 years later and just yeah. being like, uh, You're an internet troll! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the interesting part about Weezer, too, is that, um, yeah, this is a pretty dark album. And then right after this, they have the Green Album. Then right after that, they have Melodroid. And Melodroid is oh. pretty dark. So that's why we're, we're that's dark, why our next episode well, is Melodroid. And so. it's well produced. It is. It, it sounds Absolutely. great. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of shit that it's pretty fucking dark. So it's almost like it. Weezer should never self-produce again. <laughs> <laughs> they learned. They learned. Their I love. I love so many aspects of this album. No doubt. Unlike Circa, uh, who does a great job self-producing. Uh, yeah, maybe some bands just can't. Really yeah, but those it. are albums we don't like, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. They do, but yeah. Oh, you know what? Radiohead self-produces. It makes total sense. One of the best, no doubt. Fucking, oh my God. In Rainbows is my favorite. Anyway. 
Anyway. Yeah, that was that was their first step off on self-producing. And okay, we'll get we'll get to Ed Rainbow's one day. I love <laughs> yeah. Rainbow's we'll get there, so. boys. We'll talk about it. Oh my god, talking about Radiohead. God, I got accept my game with that shit. Holy fuck! All, all I can say is I love Radiohead. That's all yeah. I, so oh. I got to figure out how to talk about it. Uh, but anyways, um, guys, anything else to talk about before we get we jump off this episode? <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm kind of impressed how much we went into depth on this fucking 35 minute album, dude. I think we did a damn good job talking about it. No yeah. shit, we, we put in. It's 35 like, minutes long. Like I'm so impressed by that. Yeah. Seriously. See the blue album. Me, 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 and uh, Tron and Joe talk about that thing for two hours, over two hours too. It, 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 you impress how how much love and, and interesting things there is to talk about with those. What's crazy yeah. is that, that album is almost twice as long as this one. Is. Well, it's we mine. Like, yeah, we like four x the album length on talking. Hell yeah, dude! Right. Well, all right. Well, um. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Don't be a piece of of shit out there. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks again so much for listening. If you guys want to connect with us, um, we don't do a lot of connecting. But um, if you guys want to send us a a message through Facebook or Instant Messenger or some shit, uh, we'll talk to you. You know, but uh, for the most part, we're we're, uh, very much like Red Letter Media. Uh, we and this is a kudos to Red Letter Media. Uh, we don't really talk to anybody. We just put up content that we like. So uh, and but shit post occasionally on our Facebook page. And shit post, yes. Shit and post. shit post. We shit post and don't talk to anyone. Right. Yeah. We. It's it's, it's a. It's, I think it kind of makes a better podcast. Our ideas are our own. Anyways, it's a um, healthy way to live. Yeah, it's a healthy way to live. I don't. I don't have to connect with anybody. And if you guys want to connect with us, then great. And I love to talk. To, we love to talk to you guys, but for the most part, eh, we live our own lives and we do our own podcast. So, hey, we're 105 episodes in. <laughs> so, right. Hey, yeah. We, it, that's a big, a big thing of that is uh, don't worry about other people. Just do your own thing. Hell yeah. yeah. People might kind of follow you. If they don't, eh, give a fuck. We have fun Fuck. Do, do this thing. All right. You guys take it easy and check out this up. Check out this album. It's fantastic. And we'll see you next time when we talk about the third album. Uh, our third album for Weezer, mm-hmm. and I hope you guys dig it. So uh, until next time, you guys take it easy. Don't be a piece of shit again. And uh, later. I don't care about a man anyway. Okay, ready? Yo. Yeah. Don't you listen to a word they say They make me so mad I don't care about them anyway